Hello there, Comic Clan, and welcome to Comics of the Cross, the greatest streamers you have never heard of. I, of course, am one of your hosts for today. That that was really loud. I smacked my chest hard there. Oh. <laughs> I, of course, am one of your hosts for Get today, Cross, chat, along with, of course, with my co-host, Nitro. Ladies, right. gentlemen, pleasure, pleasure. I have, I feel like I have to be like a uh, super. Uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I'm still distracted. I'm still distracted like by the fact. I'm still distracted by the fact that you took a big gap after ladies there. I thought you were just going to go ladies. <laughs> <laughs> there's ladies, a big pause after that. <laughs> I thought there was a big pause. I'm like, okay, where are we going with this one? Um, but thank you for joining us today for the Comics and the Cross special podcast. We, of course, are doing our indie comic book club. For some reason, that only says indie. What the heck? Where did the rest of that wording go? How dare you. How dare you, Twitch. What's up, Loxadaddy? Hey, lock in the house. There we go. Editing on the fly, people. This is how we roll. Yep. Indie comic... One. There. That's, that's better. There we go. There we go. Indie comic book club. I was going to say it looked a bit off. Um, <laughs> but yeah, welcome. Yeah, it's not our stream unless something happens like that right True. off the bat. But welcome to our third indie comic book club, the first one of the new year. As we are going to, of course, be looking at if I cannot knock over stuff, Chew Volume One Taster's Choice. Nigel's will, of course, look better because his is not reversed. Thank you, um, Discord, for not having a flip on your camera. And I have a beautiful bald head, so there's that. Yeah. There's always that. If you can see the comic off of the glint, you know, you shine. <laughs> I have noticed, dude, like, I've had my head shaved for so long that it's starting to get the shine on it. I don't know how I feel about that. Can you get some makeup before you come on camera? And I, like... I could probably put some foundation on it. Just to kind of, I, I would, like... <laughs> I would feel a bit sensitive about doing that, though. <laughs> just to cover up the shine, you know, it's professional. It's professional. That's buff what all the out. TV people do. I could just amplify the shine and just buff it out. There we go. You know how we were looking at like for <laughs> our stuff for the twelve hour stream. I'm going to be dying my hair. We were looking for something for you. Buff my head. We. I. I need you to let me like get one of those big buffers on your head. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds extremely painful. It's for charity. Mm. Come on, dude. Yeah, where's your priority? Where's your skin off the top of my head for charity? There we go. Where's your priorities, man? Come on, charity. <laughs> <laughs> you can't argue against it when it's for charity. I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac saying Nitro's camera would just be a white screen. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I'll just um, put a light in front of the camera. But yeah, so speaking of the 12 hour stream, um, I have been reaching out to some people trying to confirm um, people for different events, different stuff going on. I have a schedule pretty much set up at this point. Um, chances are that might change as we head into the. I should get closer to the date, but we have a schedule um, and we have a date. So on Sunday, April 25th, the last Sunday of April, we will be going live for a 12-hour charity stream. We are going to be going from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. And it is to raise money for the organization right above Taka. us here, Taka, the Autism Community in Action. Um, and there's the link to their website as well. Oh, it's meant to pop up with the socials as well. Okay, I've been messing about with stuff on the Twitch ball and it's like it's just not doing it. Do you still do the old one? Because I thought I saved these changes. Like I tried to put it all into one thing to save myself issues. I don't. 
Yeah, okay, so that one is definitely, okay. They're on social media as well. For some reason, my <laughs> bot is not working completely today. I'm going to have to go and have a word with Skeets. But, but yeah, go ahead and check out the website. They're an amazing organization. They help um, families that are dealing with issues of autism. Not just the person dealing with autism himself, but resources for... Uh, for the parents that are dealing with it, for any family that are dealing with it, and they have no idea really what to do in those situations. We are going to be coming together to try and raise $1,000 at least for that organization to present to them. They were hit hard with the quarantine and the pandemic. Their funding desperately dropped, and so we're going to, desperate, we're going to try and um, help raise that for them this year and give a little something towards them. So anyone who can come along and help us out, uh, anyone who can shout us out on social media, who can get people's attention for it, April 25th. I want to get as much buzz around us as I can. I'm, as I said before, I'm reaching out and calling in like every favor I've ever had from anybody <laughs> that I've met since streaming. Um, so we want to get everybody involved where we can and um, to be part of this. And thank you for everyone who's already sp I've already spoken with and who's already agreed to help out with this. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a ton of fun yeah so it's going to be a ton of fun yeah so like so far it's setting up that we're going to play i think we're going to start off playing like some apex and stuff just to kind of get the stream going and waiting for people to come in uh we're going to be doing some community games i'm looking at stuff like golf with your friends i'm looking at uh, maybe some among us i've got jackbox party games for us to play with the community we're going to be doing our um superhero square go and setting up a good match card for that and um, we're going to be doing the watch along of Fantastic Four or Fan Four Stick. So what is that on? What? Oh, what, it's, in uh... it's in Disney Plus. Ah, that's right. Yeah, it's in Disney Plus. It's like I don't know why they decided it was worthwhile Peace. putting it on there. But I'm grateful it is because it means we can do this. <laughs> so, Dude, I'm um, just gonna... and then we're also going to be doing a trivia night as well. We're going to be doing uh, hopefully two teams of four. As a plan to do a trivia night and set two people against each other. I mean, I'll just sit there and look smart. Yeah, Nitro's not aware of this, but he's a captain of one of the teams. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> guy with the least amount of comic book knowledge. It's not going to be comic book stuff only. Like, I'm literally going to be asking the community and all of you guys, all the comic clan watching or listening now in the podcast, if you are, uh, get your questions into us. You can do it either via our Discord or via our social media. And getting... Thanks, Locke. I appreciate it, man. At least somebody does. Uh, so head over to your social media or to our Discord and drop your questions there that you would want them to see. Um, <clears throat> DM on those places. Don't drop it out in the wide open because I'm going to be sitting out of it because basically I'm the one that's correlating everything for the 12-hour stream. And so you're a legit encyclopedia of comic book knowledge. So it's not fair of me to like get all the questions and prepare all this stuff and then go oh i'm on one of the teams when i already have a preset thing of what's coming in so i'm going to be kind of the game master for the trivia so any questions that you have anything you want to launch and it doesn't have to be just comic book it can be anything you can ask any questions that you want throw stuff out there that's so random these teams will never understand throw random now, knowledge out there i'm good at general trivia I'll throw that out there. Send us lots There's of... This game, I don't know if you've ever heard of this game called Wits and Wagers. Mm. So you basically... It's a basically a game where they read... They read, a, they read a fact and then they have a bunch of answers that you can answer for it. And you can bet on your answer. Wh whether you think your answer is the best one. And you play with a group of people. Yes. Dude, I crush in that game. I'm just going to say... I'm just throwing that out there. I feel like I'm setting 
a high bar for myself. But uh, I'll come through. All right, well, there you go. It's like getting all your general knowledge questions for everyone else and only comic book questions for Nitro. Oh, I am going to murder you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's going to be a lot of fun. We are looking so forward to doing this. Um, I'm trying to get all the last details of it sorted. There's still a lot of stuff to get done for it. Um, we have got most of the stuff in for it, but we, we are excited. So, But if you want to get involved in it in some way, if you want to help us promote it, if you want to appear on it, like we're going to have chances for people to join in the community games and to get involved in it and all this different stuff, Like, let us know. We want to help you guys get involved in it too and give you the opportunity. We've got an amazing community and I know you're all going to do a phenomenal job helping us raise this money. You know, it's a, I know it's a big ask, $1,000 for a, for a yeah. small community like ours, but I honestly believe we can do this. I honestly yeah, I believe we can that. make a massive impact with this and you know I think it's going to be awesome yeah, um, be I almost have all of like the milestone giveaway stuff in um, I think the last of those some of them will be picking up this week um, because Berserker number one from uh, Boom Studios comes out written by Keanu Reeves and Matt Kent and yes that Keanu Reeves um, a trailer dropped for that just this week which looks phenomenal but um, I've got some reserved at Richmond Comics, so I'm going to go and pick those up, and we're going to be giving away a number one, like normal variant cover, like a normal cover, and then I'm going to try and get a few variants as well, and um, to see how many I can grab before you know everyone and I, else. I, I, I feel like I need to say this. I didn't mean to cut you off, Cross, but I feel like I need to speak um, on behalf of you, Cross. Mm -hmm. And I just want everyone to realize how much time that Cross has put into this. He did not pay me m much. To say this, but I, I look, guys. He has three kids, all under the age of five, which we were just talking about before the show. He has a full time job, and this is his other full time job. Um, I am just here to help him as much as I can. But he basically constructed this entire twelve hour stream schedule. He um, constructed all the prizes basically and came up with all of them. So um, huge kudos and thanks to you for doing that, man. That's 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 awesome. Uh, and re really appreciate it oh thank you man I, I appreciate that thank you so much and and it, it's a labor i love like i love doing it i love getting this stuff together for it. i'm honestly excited for this this stream and it's an organization i've gotten very excited about and you know just getting to put together stuff that's that's worthwhile like i don't want people to just be able to donate money for the sake of it mm -hmm. it's like although i want people to give to the organization you know i want to do good incentives i want people to realize we raise money you're going to get something worthwhile out of it you know, you're going to get something good out of it. Yeah. You know, it's like I want to make it the best experience possible. And, you know, yeah, I'm trying to do the best I can with it. But thank you. Yeah. I, I appreciate those kind words. I really do. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, so jumping into some news for this week, because we had a lot <clears throat> of news kind of come out this week. And um, that first one, obviously, we got a trailer for Berserker, number one. Uh, let me see if I can grab that actually and i'll post it in chat for people if you all want to check it out and um, but we got the next bit of news that, that literally just kind of dropped today um is it today or yesterday something like that but it's a it looks like amber heard has now officially been fired from aquaman 2 it took them a while yeah it just took a little bit. It took them a while, but they finally, you know, the horse finally made it across the finish line with that one. Look, uh, I'm not absolving Johnny Depp of anything he may or may not have done, but 
Yeah, but if it, at the same time, let, let's 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 be fair across both sides here. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like you know, I mean, like the proof came out of the allegations from Johnny Depp that she was abusive as well. No. And the amount of crap that Johnny Depp took from it, and I'm like, but yet she's clearly done this. There's clearly evidence out there. There's clearly proof. There's recordings. There's all this stuff that was released, mm-hmm. and she just wasn't meeting anything for it. And finally, something came of it. So I don't think it's officially been like officially been announced. It looks like it's just it's starting to circulate that this announcement's coming. I've not seen an official thing from Warner Brothers, I don't think, or at least I missed it if I, we did. But like it's it's very heavily being hinted at that she's mm. no and fans have already started them um, fan casting Amelia Clark um to take over I as Mira. That. I um, see that. obviously that's based a lot upon their like um, their on screen chemistry during Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. Because had a lot of on screen chemistry from that, so um, a lot they of people kind of have like, a similar look too. Um, yeah, so a lot of people would like. Yeah, people were doing like putting her face like imposed on like with red hair and stuff in the media costume mm-hmm. and stuff, and it's like, and it actually works. Like I was looking yeah. at it, and I'm like, if she looks half as good as a Photoshop, I'm like, yeah, she's she'd be spot on to play her. Actually, like I'm I'm down for that. She's a great yeah. she's a great actress, so um, I'm definitely up for that. So that was just a random one that kind of came out this week. Um, Lots of DC news. We had more DC news of we got um we've got a new Superman movie apparently in the works. Oh, don't even talk to me about that. That when I the second I read that, I'm like, oh. how long have we been asking for Man of Steel two? And like dude, we're bringing how, you how a new. Super- how long has Cavill talked about like, dude? He's like, I'm on your payroll. I'm here. I'm in the best shape of my life. Everybody loves me as Superman. I've literally not met one person who does not like him as Superman. No. Literally, I've not met one. So question for you then. Um, do you think this is going to be like a Henry Cavill's out, we're going to go a different direction? I hope not. Or man. do you like, or do you think it's a... Do you think it's like what we're getting with the Flash movie? Because in the Flash movie, we've had it announced that both Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton's Batman will appear. So do you yeah. think they're trying to do a multiverse thing with the Superman as well? Because the Superman that's been announced, the rumor right now for J.J. <clears throat> Abrams and Ta-Nehisi Coates, um, like Superman movie, is that it's going to be a black Superman. So of course the internet went rampant with it being Val Zod, who, for anyone that doesn't yeah. know, is a Superman from Earth Two, from the new uh-huh. Earth Two run, who was a black man. Yeah. Um, you'll see like a lot of guys cosplaying him he's a black dude with like the the blue and silver and costume silver. yeah it's, costume it's a really sweet. cool look yeah. like it's a yeah. beautiful look agreed um do you think we'll end up seeing a multiverse thing or do you think this is a we're trying to do other stuff because like i can't even determine if the dceu is a thing anymore at this point no i don't and that's the thing like i don't i don't think it is I think after the debacle... But the Flash is... But they've officially announced that the Flash is part of the DCEU. And another piece... Have they started on it, though? And another piece (laughs) of news that we got, well, they're casting for it, and another announcement that came out was the the director... What's his name? I had it written down, because I I always forget part of it. Angel Manuel Soto um, Mm -hmm. has been announced to direct a Blue Beetle movie featuring Mm -hmm. Jaime Reyes. But from what they're saying... from the announcement is basically putting it towards like that's going to be part of the dceu all right so here's my thought process across as you know i like to think in pictures that's how my brain works so when it does yes all right so here's the you know, when it does exactly so here's the dceu <laughs> let's picture this as a plane a 357 no that's a that's a gun what's a, what's a plane 
A seven six seven. You're like a Boeing seven seven twenty seven. I don't know. Just a really big plane with a lot of people on it and a lot. It's really expensive plane. Here's the DCU flying. Uh, oh, hit some turbulence. Batman versus Superman, Justice League. We're going. We're going down. All right. They're desperately trying to pull it up, and you have people jumping out of the hatch. Oh, this is a new Batman. Pattison Batman. Oh, we're not part of DCU. We're going this way. Uh, this, and I think the new Superman is going to be like that as well. This is the new Superman. We're going this way. They're desperately trying to pull that plane out of a nosedive, and that's their Zack Snyder Snyder cut. That's their Flash. That's all this other stuff that they f- say is coming, which I I I seriously doubt. Yeah, because that's because that's the thing. Does, like, because like yeah, the all the all the eggs are in one basket here for the DCEU with the Justice League movie. Let's be honest. Like the Justice League Zack Snyder cut is basically that'll determine if anything is ever considered DCEU again in the yeah. fans' minds, at least if not Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. But then you've also got, like we said, this new Superman who could maybe Val Zod might not. They've not even officially announced that name, but yeah, it might be Val Zod. They've got the new Robert Pattinson, you know, um, Batman. They've got the Flash movie, which is featuring these other Batman who mm-hmm. may or may not be DCEU linked because. Well, is the Ben Affleck Batman still the DCEU Batman? Is Michael Keaton Batman's a multiverse Batman? And then we've got... Well, the Aquaman stuff's still DCEU, but Joker isn't. But Shazam might be, but they're not quite confirming that yet. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's they like, have literally no idea what they're doing. There is no... Again, we talked about this last week. There's no higher construct. There's no, like, universal or multiversal construct of what they want this to look like. They're just literally have a blindfold on and they're throwing darts at the wall That's yeah Let, let's put it this way marvel is about to destroy any multiverse stuff oh, that dc has ever done because they've already hinted ever. at it in one division and then the next doctor strange movie and the next um uh, spider-man movie are basically delving right into that yeah so it's like when those delve right into that like it, it's gone yeah you know, it's, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I am, I am pumped for the Flash movie. I think it has the ability, or it has the uh, what, what what's the word I'm looking for? Anyways, it has the ability to be really really cool. Yeah. Um, that being said, like again, you have, if you're trying to tie all this stuff together, you have to have a bigger narrative, and I don't think they have it. Chat's no. popping off, by the way. Yeah, I know. I need to get in a chat here, so I'm just watching chat go, but we're in the middle of saying, uh. A lot of it's locked with an Isaac, basically. Um, didn't yeah. love the movies he's been in, but sure thought he did well in the role for sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, Aquaman 2 is DCEU as well, yeah. It's a Boeing 747 you were thinking of. Yeah, uh, there we go. Not 357. The rumor I wow. heard was that the was Flash will support off. the multiverse thing and the new Supes and Batman will be separate canon. Yeah, that's what it's looking like. Uh, Isaac just wants Nicolas Cage Superman to appear. Um, and he'll be happy and buy into that would be, it. I would be okay with that, man, <laughs> if that was part of the multiverse thing. <laughs> Log saying it's like I talk a lot, sorry. It's like, you're fine, just try to catch up. Oh, no, you're good, man. Uh, But I've heard new soups won't be the DCEU. Yeah, that's pretty much what we're hearing. As far as I know, Log, Batfleck has been confirmed. Like, I think they officially confirmed him and Michael Keaton, at least as far as I'm aware. Um, but yeah, they—I I agree though. They need a Feige at the helm. They need someone who has a picture of where they're, they're going. They re- desperately do. Yeah. Because think about it. We got to the end of Avengers Endgame, and everyone—this was literally the breaking point for Marvel. Everyone went, "Is this going to work from here?" Because it's the end of this epic story. Mm-hmm. And we got Spider-Man: Far From Home, which was good. You know, it kind of was setting up the next thing, and then we just got this massive gap because of the yeah. pandemic. Yeah. And all I'm going to say is the first thing we got after that was a show I was not excited for. One Division I, it was not the show I was desperate to see. And oh my goodness, did you hit the ground running? 
to, especially after last episode. Oh my god! Yeah, goodness. which by the way, tune into us next week, next Sunday, and um, will be after the finale of One Division. So we will be yeah. talking about the second half of the season and the season as a whole, and where we think the MCU is going from there. It's gonna be um, awesome. So, but yeah, it's. I mean, like they they hit the ground running, and I'm like, and it's like, oh, they still have a plan. Awesome. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, and DC still like, does this work? Does this work? It's like, just stop. Just, yeah. just stop, just please. Take everything off the table. <laughs> Step away from the table. I don't want to say reboot Burn again, <laughs> but you know what I mean. It's like, yeah, you don't. Ha- I'm not saying reboot the entire thing. I'm just saying pull back, take away all the tertiary stuff that doesn't matter, like this new Superman movie. Take it all away, and just focus on what you have and make it better. Yeah. And then come up with an overarching. Uh, narrative that you're trying to tell again just like feige they need a feige i'm like i just i i don't know how they keep screwing that up i really don't um but yeah as we were saying as well we're kind of still stuck with the dceu stuff as i mentioned we have a director officially announced for a blue beetle movie mm-hmm. i'm excited for that i love the character of blue beetle like i don't i don't know how dc comics let alone the movies but i don't know how dc comics keeps dropping the ball on this guy mm-hmm. jaime reyes is blue beetle 100% should be their Spider-Man. Young kid with okay. powers that he doesn't understand, trying to do the everyday life. That should be the the one that they put out front and the kids connect to. Yeah. The same way that people connected to Spider-Man. And they somehow keep dropping the freaking ball on him. Mm. I don't know how. I don't know if it's how they're pitching him. Like Even when they redid like Rebirth, they redid the origin of it. It wasn't like an alien thing scarab attached to his back anymore it was like some sort of mystical object and tried to take him in a magic direction uh-huh. and i'm like i don't know if the character just doesn't get over but for me i love the character i think he should be their spider-man if he was yeah if he was like advertised properly and used well, I mean, properly i remember our square go we did him versus miles morales right yeah well that's it that's yeah, why yeah. we did that because i thought in my head i'm like that is their spider-man they just don't know yeah. how to market it because yeah. the, my problem with dc is they don't know how to market DC with their characters is look at the Justice League compared to the Avengers. The Justice League is gods looking down mm-hmm. and dealing with stuff, whereas like yeah. the Marvel heroes are men looking up. Yeah, it's like it's humans looking up that have been given these abilities and having to deal with them and everyday problems. Mm-hmm. Whereas like as with the Justice League and with them, it's always like godlike abilities and godlike well, powers and world-ending events. Somebody said like, and it made a lot of sense. They were like, just look at the Justice League. First, you have Superman. Mm-hmm. And then you have a woman Superman. And then you have a Superman of the sea. And then you have Superman of space. They're basically all the same person. Kind of. Yeah. They're all but, like know, those. Almost the, almost similar power sets, just yeah, different, you go, different ways. Because you got, yeah, like alien with superhuman abilities, Amazonian, um, you know, like Atlantean, Martian. Okay. Yeah. Even like Batman, like, oh, he's a man. I'm like, he's not a regular man. No. He's, as far as like, even Amanda Waller considers him a meta human. Yeah. Because, like, that's not normal what he can do. Like, let's be honest. A guy with a power ring, a guy that can run faster than, fast enough to travel through time. What have you got in the Avengers? A guy who was a good man who got super soldier serum. Mm-hmm. A guy in a suit. Yeah. You know what I mean? A really like, smart guy. You know, we've got um, a guy who turns out an uncontrollable rage monster. We've got the God of Thunder, probably the only being on the other level of the Justice League in that sense. Well, and that's cool because it adds a crazy dynamic to the Avengers. Like, yeah, you know, and it's like 
God, you know, supposedly that's a part of like these normal humans. Yeah, people. I mean, like I love and I love them. Um, Age of Ultron when Hawkeye even says that like, he talks about the fact of like that. It's like I, you know, what I mean, I'm out here with all these superpowered beings fighting this army of robots, and I've got a bow and arrow. Nothing makes <laughs> yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah like yeah. yeah, actually, why are you here? You're dead, surely, you yeah. know. But yeah. he wasn't. Um, but you know, it's like it's it's that interesting dynamic. So I don't know if they just don't know how to pitch Jaime Reyes in that way. Because it's like he is the down to earth kid character. He is the friendly neighborhood Spider Man, essentially. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> you know, it's like this amazing ability that comes from space, and, you know, but he's just this regular teenage kid. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that should be so easily pitched, and it's not. Yeah. And it's well, really not, and I don't know, I don't know how. Lux said, uh, I'm just going to chat. He said, um, uh, Warner Brother DC does a reboot. What they need to do is take the page from Spider-Man: Homecoming and skip all the origins. I agree, hundred percent. Oh yeah, because a lot of these things, a lot of these people, you already have, you already know. Like we already know Superman, we know Batman, we know Wonder Woman. Well, we know all that stuff. I um, mean, it's like let's put it this way: the Batman origin story, like it's been done that much that it was even done in Joker movie. The Joker yeah. movie even had it right at the end, like the death yeah. of his parents and everything. It's like, oh yeah. my goodness, like I, 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 w- I would, I would actually venture to say that. No, I wouldn't venture to say. I'm just going to say it that the Batman origin story has been done way more than the Spider-Man origin story. Oh yeah, way more. Does anybody one film? film. Does anybody not know Batman's origin or um, Superman's origin at this point? Like, really, does anybody not know it? Yeah, yeah. He was about to say, and then you have Batman, and even he's not normal. Uh, the yeah. scene with Hawkeye and Wanda stands as one of my favorite scenes from the first two Avengers. Yeah, oh yeah, really absolutely. Cool I love that scene. Uh, Isaac, that's a great scene. Honestly, I think they did Quicksilver dirty in Age of Ultron. Yeah, he wasn't that interesting of a character, but he didn't really get a chance to redeem himself. Like, yeah, they could have made him interesting though. I just, I, I still don't. It still doesn't make sense to me. The guy who died is the guy with super speed. Like, his ability is on the level of the Flash, and in the comics, the Flash can literally feel a bullet touch his skin and still has enough time to get out of the way. But yet, the man with super speed was shot. And the, the, thing, with, the thing with that is, I, I, I think Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson is an incredible actor, I think. I think he's really good. He's a really good actor. And yeah, yeah he's I a, agree with you guys. He was completely wasted. Yeah, oh, he was. And hey, Treehouse, how's it going? Thank you for popping into chat. I appreciate you here. Let me do a little shout out for Treehouse. He's still fairly new to us. If you are not following Treehouse, go and give him a follow on his channel. Been popping into his chats occasionally. He's doing some awesome stuff over there. Well worth checking out, guys. But yeah, I hated it as well. Look, I, I, I still, it still doesn't make sense to me. I don't mind that they killed the character off. Just the way that they killed him off didn't make sense. Yeah, like why? I, I I do like you know not I'm gonna try to keep it as spoiler free as possible, but I do like how they're leaning into that, um, in WandaVision. Like yeah, how how heavy they are leaning into that because I I feel like WandaVision is kind of redeeming that death just a tad. Yeah, they're it doing some awesome impact. They're doing some awesome stuff with that, making <clears throat> it look like it was part of the bigger plan, even though it wasn't. Yeah. Let's be honest, it was Josh yeah. Whedon just screwing around. But it's like they've managed to kind of start pulling it back a little bit, and it's like it's, yeah. it's long overdue to be pulled back, to be honest. But I mean, this is the first time we've really got to jump into like Wanda stuff, so 
Hey, Locke, I think we're gonna go. We're, I don't know if we're gonna talk about one division too much today. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a show next week, uh, kind of talking about. Oh yeah, the last no, half, last no, half. that's that, that's the only real thing for one division. We're not going into anything about it. Like, there's there's nothing we're talking about this week. Next week, we're gonna go full spoilers for the whole show, um, and delve into it because it's the end of the season. So we're gonna go around it. Thought about it with Quicksilver and you're dead on. Like, yeah. No, yeah, Treehouse, absolutely. Like, I mean, the guy with super speed was shot to death. Like, I don't mind Ultron killing him. Like, you could even show Ultron is like with his ability is able to track him or something and catch him and like crush him or something. But no, he was shot. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, to any spoilers for the checking first? Because we are talking Quicksilver. Yeah, no, we're not going to go into any spoilers about stuff at all for it. Low, and we're going to go all spoilers next week, so we can let rip then if you want. Isaac, really? Isaac, plug in. Ah, how dare you? You're lucky you're one of our mods and you're practically one of the freaking Comics <laughs> in the Cross team at this point. I need to talk one of Yeah. Hey, look, go into our freaking um, Discord. Our Discord's got a whole channel about it and just ramble away in there. You know? It's like... Uh, so, the only other uh, news we had... Obviously, we had two little bits left. Was one was we got our official Spider-Man three title. Finally, yep. um, after getting fake titles along with um, screenshots, we got our first like stills of the image of the three main characters. Obviously, doing a lot of kind of investigative work. It looked like, yeah. Um, uh, and we and, and we got um, fake names for the movies that came out. With those were Phone Home, Home Wrecker, and Home Slice. Which the internet went crazy with for theories of like how this was confirming the three different Spider-Men. Like that literally took over Twitter one day and I'm like, wow, wow. we are stretching it thin. I feel like WandaVision is getting to us a bit <laughs> with all it's these like, like theories. But that's the thing though, this is meant to link into Doctor Strange, which WandaVision links into as well with all the multiverse stuff is meant to yeah. all be like hinted at through all of these. So everyone's like all jumping in. Maybe this is theories for this. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this show is wrecking us. One, <laughs> it really one is. Say, one thing I will say, I saw somebody mention you know, the that screenshot of the three of them. So Ned, uh, MJ, and Peter, mm. where they're kind of sitting around that table or when they're, when they're in that room rather, people are saying that that's actually the Sanctum Santorum. Oh. The, at the flooring in, the, in that room. That would make sense because it looks like this, it looks like the Sanctum's library almost like the area yeah. that they're in. It's like, yeah, I could, I could see that. I could see that. It's so, like an, it's interesting. That'd be an interesting one to explore, especially with um, Tony Stark being dead now. The fact of that Doctor Strange in the comics is kind of a friend slash mentor to Peter as well. Mm, so like okay. that'd be an interesting relationship to go. But um, but the official title was released and it's Spider Man No Way Home. We don't know what that means. We don't know what the context for that is. People are theorizing that it's linked to the fact that his identity was revealed at the end of Far From Home. Um, and it could be because of that. Um, because we're doing the multiverse stuff, it could link into something completely different. We just don't know. And um, they have, they, they've cast it for a courtroom scene too. So, oh, have they? Oh, whenever oh, I heard yeah. that, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so that, that'll that be interesting to see. Which courtroom scene? Which is probably where we're going to see Matt Murdock. Probably where we're going to see Charlie. If, if Matt, if, all right, if they don't have a scene where Peter Parker is up at the the bench, and you see the door to the back open, and you see the cane come in, if they don't show that, I'm I, I riot. I riot. Yeah, he needs to be in it somehow. He just I don't care how they do it. They just have to at least hint at him. Yeah. All right. So our last piece of news before we jump into our actual comic book club for today. I okay. I'm I'm kind of hyped for this. 
official announcement, something we don't do often in this show, but this definitely falls into geek and pop culture, is coming from Nickelodeon, mm. Avatar Studios. Official announcement from Michael D. Oh, Dimitrius. Avatar Studios? Yeah. Okay. Avatar Studios. So, it's hard to believe it's been 19 years since we created Avatar, the last airbender, but even after all that time, there are still so many stories and time periods in Aang's world that we are eager to bring to life. Mm-hmm. We are fortunate to have an ever-growing community of passionate fans that enjoys exploring the Avatarverse as much as we do. Mm-hmm. And with the new Avatar Studios venture, we have an unparalleled opportunity to develop our franchise and its storytelling on a vast scale. And myriad exciting... And a myriad of exciting ways and mediums. We're exceedingly grateful to Brian Robbins and Ramsey Nato for their enthusiasm and respect for the Avatar property and us as its stewards. From the start, they've supported our ambitious plans and created a positive, proactive environment for us. We're excited to be back at Nickelodeon where Avatar began, doing what we do best in the biggest way possible. We can't wait to build the great teams and productions to make all of the fantasy a reality. So Avatar Studios 100% is coming from Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. um, which I love as, as soon as that kind of was announced, I love the fact that someone posted, it's like, wow, literally they basically went to Netflix, screw you and whatever you're doing with Avatar, but yeah. we're going to go over here and we're going to make our own Avatar and it's going to be even yeah. better. And it's, I love it, I love like, it. We're just going to go create all this Avatar stuff over here away from you and it's like... So you know, you know my introduction to Avatar, my wife Joy, she's a huge Avatar fan. And I, know, I didn't grow up watching it, so when we you know, first started dating and got married and stuff like that, I've seen Avatar multiple times. I love the show. I love the characters. For me, I think the animation in Avatar is some of the best animation uh, of any show um, in the past 15 years. Like 100%. 15, 20 years. 100%. 100%. And I, I feel like The Legend of Korra kind of continues that vein, although I don't think that the story in Legend of Korra is as good as the original Avatar The Last Airbender. No. It's not. It's, it's good on its own. Like, it's definitely got its good qualities it's to it. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's definitely got good qualities, things, but it's not Avatar. Yeah, one of the things that I missed with Legend of Korra is like, dude, I want to know what happens to... I want to know what happened in that gap to Toph. I want to know what happened to Zuko. I want to know what happened, you know... To, I want to know what Toph. happened to Sokka, because he's yeah. already dead by the time Legend of Korra comes around. Like, he's one of the ones we don't get to see. Yeah, I want to know, like... They talk about it and they reference it in Legend of Korra and all that stuff, but I like I want to see it. Like I want to see what happened. I want to see him grow up. You know. But that's the thing as well that I'm interested about. They mentioned <clears throat> specifically Ang's world, but that there's so much more story. So I'm like, is are we going to see some more of them as grown up, like them as young yeah. adults and taking on their new responsibilities? Are we going to see more avatars? Like are we going to go into like a lot of people are clamoring to see a Kyoshi show and see her done. Mm-hmm. Um, to learn more about some of the other avatars are we going to do like an extended universe just looking at the rest of the world uh, are we going to get a continuation on from uh, from Korra and look at the avatar following her and just keep going yeah. forward with that as well well and the thing is like I know people are like Aang has had four seasons to do his thing I get that And but my, my thing is like he didn't really become the avatar until like literally the last episode of the last season that's when he like came into his own yeah like and i want to see the continuation of that what happens but see when you see all the flashbacks in cora it's like you're like i want to see these stories playing out i want to yeah. see these characters i want to continue uh, let me catch up with chat because chat is popping off again you guys are going nuts over here 
Uh, so, yep, co-op trio in the in the house. I knew Coop would be excited for this man. He's a, <laughs> he's a big Avatar fan. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool if they continued that as well. Like they kind of left in a cliffhanger in Avatar: The Last Airbender about Zuko's mom. And mm-hmm. um, they do cover it in the comics. If you want to check out the Avatar comics, they do cover what happens to his mom, and you're never going to guess. I'm just going to say that. Like I know what happens to her, and I'm like, you can guess everything you want. You're not going to be able to guess what mm-hmm. happens to her. <laughs> Um, so go ahead and check it out yeah look absolutely like it's like yeah it happens in the comics and I'm like you don't see it coming um, uh, what else we got hey Carson in the house how are you doing let me give a little shout out to our friend Carson good to see you Carson Lee and hey Harley Quinn 3345 how are you doing good to see you thank you for popping into the chat we appreciate you being here I don't know if you are a streamer or not, but we'll give you a little shout out as well. Especially a name like Harley Quinn, we have to support. But yeah, so uh, yeah, Coop, I knew you'd be excited for this one. Um, so I'm excited just to see them explore this world because... Because yeah. don't get me wrong, Legend of Korra isn't as good as Avatar. It, no, it's not. it's not. But there's a lot of great stuff to it. There's a lot of great characters. There's a lot of great storytelling. Like, I love you know it's like i love the villain for season threes of here and the stuff that they do with him and this stuff's all on netflix at the minute by the way so if you haven't even watched it or you don't know the seasons yet go check them out um but he's awesome i love in season two of Korra when we flash back and we get to see one the first avatar and how he came to be yeah that this was stuff. so cool like i i love i like the flashbacks to history in, in legend of Korra. i think those yeah. are really cool uh, it's great to see you doing well staying positive glad to hear it Carson glad you're doing it uh, Coop yeah I'm ex- beyond excited I think it took me mm-hmm. so long to get here and Nick is <laughs> yeah I was, I was really with. bummed I was really bummed when you know they were going to go to Netflix and then Netflix you know kind of took the main you know main creators off of the, the roster I'm like why would you do that oh, I don't think they took them off I think they left Oh, okay. They were arguing with Netflix over where the direction the show was going and the creators so left. Dumb. And I'm so like, dumb. okay, let's put it this way. Last time people went off book with Avatar, we got the last Airbender movie. Do we really One need of the a best repeat? movies ever. Do we really need a repeat of that? No, we don't. I'll answer for yeah. you. If you say yes, then there's something wrong with you. That movie is awful. Even yeah. if you're not an yeah. Avatar fan, just by movie standards, yeah. it's awful. Like, yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm I'm not a big fan of M Night Shyamalan stuff for most of the time, but like I I don't even know what he thought he was doing with that movie, and I'm like, and if Netflix is just going to do the same, like I would much rather, hey, good kid dad coming in with that host, thank you so much. Absolutely love good kid dad, good supporter. Let me do a little shout out for him as well. If you're not following good kid dad, go show him some love. Absolutely love him and the stuff that he's doing. And um, but yeah, so yeah absolutely like it's they're trying to go off book they're trying to do all this stuff with the avatar property and i'm like i'd 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 really rather just like not watch the netflix stuff i would much rather watch the avatar studio stuff yes i agree you know what i mean i would much rather watch this and i'm i'm hyped for this the fact that they're basically getting their own like studio to do it as part of nickelodeon it tells me that nickelodeon's basically just went do what you need to do yeah do what you need to do and go you know yeah, I feel like a lot of the cartoons that our generation grew up with, Nickelodeon's like kind of revisiting. 
Of course they are, because like because they're like they they know that our generation is going to consume the bejesus out of some media. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, Gekadi Dad saying thanks so much for the shout out. Got a lurk for a bit. Stay breathtaking. You as well. You stay breathtaking as well, Gekadi Dad. You stay. He's talking to me. Don't get all emotional over there. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. I, I, I'm just gonna take it that he was talking to both of us. You are getting more breathtaking. I will say now that the beard has grown back in. I will say. Well, I appreciate it. I don't look like a four year old anymore. So you that's sh- good. I saw like you shaved that beard like right before coming on stream that day, and I was like, I just looked at you like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why? Well, the Why fact would... that the first thing that my wife said was, "Ugh," it's like, "All right, got my answer. Never doing that again. Never doing that again." <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Like, cause that was like a a guttural like reaction from her. It wasn't planned. It was immediate when she saw my face. I'm like, "Alrighty." gonna immediately grow back that was like when i did that um like i did the no shave november and like i shaved off everything like to start clean shaving my wife looked at me and went went, oh no 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 no." (laughs) that's gotta come back yeah it's like we're not happy oh like that was amazing that was a phenomenal reaction i do want to grow a tom Selleck mustache but i don't know if i can that'd be awesome there you go that's what you need to do for the charity you need to shave the rest of this off and just grow the mustache thicker just, do that. just grow it in thick like until April 25th and then if we hit that milestone like just shave the rest of it off and just have the mustache dude I could shave it during stream dude I, okay I'll totally do that there we go that's how we got alright so if we hit the $500 incentive is me dyeing my hair but Nitro is going to get the Tom Selleck mustache as his yeah, side of it I, I will shave everything except the stash I'll do it That see that hurts me to do that that really hurts me. See, even I want to... Forever, it takes forever to grow this. Even I want to donate now to see that happen. I need to see the moustache, man. That's a... <laughs> and I got to keep it for at least one week. So I have to present it on the next show next Sunday. So I'll, I'll throw that out there. Yeah. But I do have to work from home and I am on camera. It's a, a moustache. So. You'll be fine. <laughs> it's like you they can't say anything about the fact that you have a moustache. Oh my god. I'll do it on stream too. Alright. Yeah, I'll get it, it on stream, stream and it's like you have to be showing it off and you have to keep it for a certain length of time. You can't just like start growing it back in immediately because I'm gonna have my hair dyed, so well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be like bright green for I'm gonna like bright green for like a month or so before stuff I'll, starts to grow in. So like I'll keep it you for have to, a week. My wife will not let me keep it for more than a week. I will I will fight with her for two weeks. Two weeks. You have to do that show and then the first two shows in May with a mustache. Mm. Mm. That's 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 my thing. I'm dying my hair. I'm gonna have like green hair for like a month, so you can go two weeks with a mustache. I don't know, man. I, I we'll I, see. We'll see. All right, we'll see. I'm not committing. We'll see. He committed. He said. No, I did not. No commitment. <laughs> there was no commitment. There was absolutely <laughs> commitment. He said yes. Uh, <clears throat> is not allowed. Yes. Yeah, that was immediate regret, Locke. Immediate regret that I suggested that I do that. <laughs> How about I, oh, I can no. do a man show. No, never mind. I'm, I'm painting myself in a hole. No, no, you're doing the Tom Selleck. I want a big, thick, bushy mustache and nothing else. That's oh yeah, one hundred percent. Eyes, that's a fundraiser goal because I've got dyeing my hair for something, which Nitro automatically cannot do. Obviously, in case you hadn't noticed, he's kind of missing hair. Um, so like, I had to find it's something. That armpit hair. I, do that. I, I don't my need. Chest to be, hair. I don't need to be seeing that. <laughs> I don't need to be seeing you dyeing your three chest hairs <laughs> but like I, I was desperately trying to find something for him to do to yeah. go along with it and he suggested that and I am not going to let this go like I'm a pit bull on a pork chop right now I am not letting this no I'm go. not keeping a mustache for a year Isaac <laughs> yes 
Isaac, no. if you donate the thousand dollars yourself, he will keep it for a year. No, no, there was no commitment from my end on that on that decision. No, that I can't shave my eyebrows because I gotta I gotta actually be professional at work sometimes. <laughs> What, you don't want to look like an egg when you're being professional? <laughs> oh, man. I should just go full... Um, full um, That'd be amazing. Like, literally no hair on the head except for the moustache. Think of the children. The children would not want to see me have a moustache for a year, Isaac. So. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. Oh, All right. Agreed. So I think that's a good point to switch over and... Um, no jump into our indie comic book club for this week just before we do that let me do some shout outs for our sponsors up above nitro you will see um gamer grind co the number one coffee for gamers hashtag on that grind they are of course been our sponsors for a long long time and um, we even got to see them in chat not too long ago they were actually in chat with us yeah dude that was awesome on the hype train chat i'm gonna call it the hype train chat because that was chat. just ridiculous so um go ahead click on that link to get yourself some of the best coffee that you can possibly get coffee that i drinking right here um, well I was drinking, it's empty that's just all for sure now, it's like it's empty I'm kind of sad um, <laughs> I finished it um, but go ahead and check that link out and remember to use um, uh, comics in the cross at checkout to save yourself 5% on purchase then of course, as it's just popping up above Nitro there, we have our brand new sponsor the coldest water, the last water bottle you will ever need, and attempt to help fight plastic waste around the world they have uh, different water bottles that keep things cool for up to 36 plus hours, ranging all the way from a 12 ounce kids and a 21 ounce adult um, water bottle, all the way up to half gallon and gallon sized ones. So, and pretty much everything in between. So, whatever you want to get from there, go ahead and grab it and help save the world basically from wasted plastic. And go ahead and use that link um, in that chat as well. Did I? I think they actually posted for them. That is so weird. Oh, yep, there it did. For some reason, Skeets posted it in a separate thing. I'm not sure why. <laughs> so I was like, what did I like? The chat is just ripping me a new new one right now. Because I actually keep doesn't a mustache want... for a year. I was like saying, it's like, so what I'm hearing is Nitro actually doesn't want to raise money for Taka. It's that Nitro hates kids. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Coop, I thought we were cool, man. I thought we were cool. This is so funny because for once it's not me. I know. I know. <laughs> for once it's not me we getting need to kind of divert the attention back to cross. Uh, I get normal, the normal day to day stream. Come on now, guys. Keep saying I hate kids. Quoted Nitro twenty twenty one. Dude, you have to you have to do it for the kids, man. You lost the respect Bump to the, the chat. Bump the kids. Bump the kids. Wow. Wow. <laughs> There you go. Uh, you Look, you're, you're starting actually, that trip. fundraising goal. It's just the length of time is is the is the uh, is the thing in question. Direct quote. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> I'm gonna get a t-shirt made that says "I hate kids." Wow. <laughs> okay, you know with you with a mustache on it. Okay, please don't say "I hate kids" while we're doing the actual 12-hour charity <laughs> stream because that's just gonna go so wrong. <laughs> Um, so also as well check out there as well as you of course you know we have been doing this podcast for almost a year now pretty much most Sundays apart from the odd one here and there um, it has been recorded up on YouTube for people to go back and check out the archives um, but we have now started pushing it out on other platforms the audio of this so you can get it wherever you find podcasts um, at the moment we are over on Spotify which you can find the link there now in chat and on Pocket Casts 
Um, and it's still under review at other places um, where you get your podcast from. So hopefully we'll get it up on other places as well. But if you want to check out the first 10 episodes from starting from last March onward, the first 10 episodes are now available on Spotify and Pocket Cast. So go ahead and check them out there and relive some of the early days and how freaking awful we were. Like, so you haven't rewatched them? I'm like, oh my Dude, goodness. I just remember the first episode. <laughs> it was just... Oh, the first episode was awful, and like to be fair though, Absolutely half of it, atrocious. half of it wasn't our fault. Half of it was severe tech issues. Oh my gosh! Um, but yeah, we've came quite away in the last year, just yeah. just a little bit. Um, but yeah, go ahead and check out those first ten episodes. Those first ten episodes include um some of our first interviews. They include the first superhero square go, I believe, is in the first ten. Um, if not, I've got it on my desktop ready to do. Um, it's got a live art stream where you'll not be able to see the art, but you'll be able to hear us chatting about comic book news while Nitro talks about how good he is at art. <laughs> More entertaining than it sounds, I promise. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, let's see who else is ripping you apart. That went south for poor Nitro. Yeah, dead luck. Dude, I would love to be able to watch a movie if we hit our fun fundraiser goal, but I chose to do a mustache for some reason. I, you put it out there, man. You did not I have to I do I'm this. Not, I'm not. I'm not taking that away from anyone except myself. Yeah, I, I you, put it out there. You put it out I there. I floated man, so that is... out into the universe. That's my fault. That's amazing. That has to so happen. So chew, chew. All so, right. Uh... So looking at chew, um, if you don't want to pick up a copy of Chew Volume One for yourself after hearing today's review, you can go ahead and do that using the Comic Shop Locator to find your local comic shop or our Amazon wish list where we post all the books that we do as part of the Indie Comic Book Club for you guys to go back and check out. You can click on those links in chat. Uh, Isaac's like, I'm going to commission Nitro to paint a picture of himself in a mustache. <laughs> Yeah, but what it means is like you have to paint your face and then just do like the, the roll it on the canvas <laughs> to get the you know the full effect. Okay, we're literally moving on to the end of comic book clubs, and yeah. you're still going on about your stash. Like you've started something, you've started a movement, man. Brief. You're not going to really back out of this now. Why did I? Why did I say anything? <laughs> you could not say anything anymore. You could, have, but you know it's it's out there now, and they will not. Trust me, I know our community. They're not going to let this go. No, they're not. I'm not going to let this go. I just want to get back to them just harassing you on every stream. Can we do that? Thanks to give me a little break, actually. Harass and cross every stream, please. All right. So, as Nitro said, we are looking at Chew Volume 1, Taster's Choice. Um, Interesting series. This is a series that is actually um, finished if you want to pick up the whole thing. The whole thing is now available. For the most part, anyway, like the official run is officially done, but they keep bringing back the character every so often. I know recently they brought it back for a crossover. but Chew from John Lehman and Rob Gilroy. Um, it's the most probably unique and out there story that we've done on Indie Comic Book Club mm-hmm. yet. It'll probably be the most unique and interesting story we've done for a while on Indie yes. Comic Book Club. I don't see us topping it for a while. Um, but yeah, the whole run is out there, 12 volumes of it, 60 issues. It's a pretty short, even graphic novel. It's only like five issues in it. Okay, yeah. some I've seen it again. Something keeps like fluttering up on the screen. It's as if one of the things on like Streamlabs... I don't know what that is. Like flashes up and goes really big and then goes away and I'm like, I don't know what the heck that is. Are we in are we in a fight club mood? You're not really here, are you? You're just like the other <laughs> part of me. Spoilers for Fight Club, by the way, for anyone who's not seen a thirty year old movie. Um <laughs> Is it thirty years old? No way. It's roughly it must be like twenty odd, nearly thirty years. Nineties at least, yeah. Must be a nineties movie at least. Old. 
Dude, we get derailed so fast. I'm sorry. That was yeah. my fault. <laughs> we really do. Hey, Super Cal Frag, how are you doing? Thank you for popping into chat. Good to see you, my friend. Um, guys, Super Cal Frag came in. I believe it was part of one of the raids we got during like Monday Night Crossplay. Um, I am not able to do a show. That is so weird. The oh, I think it's a Twitch issue. There we go. It's because oh, I don't. It's because I didn't capitalize certain things, even though the Twitch link doesn't have any capitals in it. I work in tech, so I, I have a good idea what an API is, even though I don't know what it does or what it looks like. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead and check out Supercalifrag. Give him a follow over there. Absolutely great guy. He's been playing a lot of Valorant recently. I managed to catch a little bit of one of his streams. Uh, really cool guy. Go ahead and check him out. Definitely worth looking into. Um, but yeah, looking at you, so this is a really interesting story. Um, it's a complete story that's out there. Um, spoilers for myself going into this, like I, I do know like the ending of it. I do know how issue 60 ends. Mm -hmm. Literally because I read like a thing on comicbook.com like ages ago. Yeah. Like years ago. Because like, it, it finished like a few years ago. Um, okay. So I read like the finale. So I kind yeah, of yeah. This was started in two thousand nine, right? Yeah, like I said, it's yeah. a it's an older comic. Um, yeah. yeah, it's been done for a while. So I like I kind of knew the ending of like the whole series, mm -hmm. um, going into it just because I was curious because I hadn't read much indie stuff at the time and I was kind of curious yeah. and and yeah, the ending's a bit as backcrap crazy as the the opening. <laughs> it doesn't really lose that. Um, one of the things I, I I kind of knew as a spoiler, like rereading that article because I refound it to double check, like did I actually read that? Yeah. And it gave me a spoiler a little bit, but at the same time, it's like that spoiler actually comes out in issue five in this. Oh okay. So I was like, okay, that's not bad then. I mean, there's other yeah. stuff that obviously points out, but like that was a big one. Where I was like, oh, and I'm like, oh, they actually get to that really quickly. Yeah. Um. So we'll definitely get into that. So. Um, as you guys know, we also try to be kind of family friendly on this show, and we try to stay in a family friendly way. Um, Chew is not a family friendly comic. I will nope. I will put that up front <laughs> right now. It is definitely not, not family friendly. Um, part of us at Indie Comic doing our Indie Comic Book Club is looking into comic books and reviewing them, giving our honest opinion on them, whether we like them, whether we don't like them, whether it's stuff that we would typically like recommend reading as family friendly content, or whether it's stuff that's like you need to be careful. Like this is this is not something for your kids to read yeah you know it's like we want to be honest in our reviews of them we want to be honest in our opinions of them and um, so i just want to put and i'll put a disclaimer of what's in there first of all the story itself i did enjoy i will mm -hmm. say that the story i enjoyed the artwork really fits the style of it as well and um, there is um cussing and swearing throughout the book <clears throat> yeah pretty much full-blown so know that going in and there is also there's not nudity but there's hints to it yeah in issue four, we get hints of um, towards nudity. We get a woman who's very scantily clad, very undressed. Yeah. Um, also hints to a sex scene that took place, but you don't see anything. Mm -hmm. um, so putting that out there. And of course, there's violence in it. The guy watches the special agent for the FDA. That'll make sense when we get into the story. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's a cop, right? He's a special agent like FBI, but he works for the FDA. We'll mm -hmm. get into that. Um, which for anyone who's not um, American, it's the Food and Drug Administration. Um, so yeah so if you want to check it out just be aware of what you're getting yourself into the story is worth reading um, but I just want to put that disclaimer out there yeah I liked it more than I thought I would yeah well I was going to say like first impressions what are your like not delving too far into it but what, yeah. are, what are your initial impression, impressions having read volume 1 of 2 so I like the story more than I thought I would um, 
I'm still I'm not 100% on the art style and that one of the main reasons I get and in, I get into specific comics is because of the art mm-hmm. obviously um, I will say that the inking and the coloring on this are phenomenal but the actual style the art I just it, I, I couldn't really get into it um, the story again was great I thought the characters that they had were great most of them some of them I might know but uh, most of the characters are really cool um, I like a little bit of comedy in my serious stuff but at the same time i like for it to take itself a little more seriously than this book took itself um that's just i guess my preference um but overall it was good it was better than i thought it was going to be yeah um but yeah yeah at a high level that's what i would say yeah like overall yeah i did enjoy this book it's definitely not my favorite one that we've done on here Um, I definitely prefer Lock and Key, and I definitely prefer Klaus. They were definitely okay. um, better stories, I feel, and better. And the artwork, like, I mean, one of the things we raved about in Klaus was the artwork. Yeah. Um, this is very, I'm trying to get a good pace to show off the good artwork, because it's like, I feel like the okay. artwork really fits, though, for this, because it feels like a very down and dirty, gritty type of story. I got a couple. Um, yeah, if you've got a couple, marked. if you want to show off. All right, so... What, I- one of the things this, I did enjoy was like this, like if you look at this page here. Yeah. Just like the color scheme of it, like the color yes, scheme. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like changes like... from page to page. Like it's very muted, but the colors mm-hmm. are like like that whole scene is purple, but the previous scene is like all brown and all yeah. oranges and like it changes. And if if you look at the issue if you look at it by issue within this volume one, each issue almost has its own color scheme. Um, it's really cool. Like issue one is more bluish. Issue two is more like pinkish, reddish, violetish, violetish, and yeah. then the last ish, uh, issue is like more orangish. It's it's really cool. But this is a semi spoiler on this. If you if you are going to read this, maybe look away from the screen for a second. But this is towards the end of the book. Um, but some of the art is just it's just really cool. Like this is a this is not a splash page, but this is a whole page panel on, on one of the on yeah. one of the items. Um, so it's, it's really cool like I will say that the the uh, the art is super dynamic like yeah. there's a lot of movement it's really exciting like it you know activates your brain and stuff like that so it's really cool in that aspect yeah like I, I definitely love the the actual artwork itself like I feel like it's like everything's drawn in strange proportions everything's drawn a little bit off mm-hmm. in a sense and even like we said like <coughs> excuse me like the muted colors and everything I think that's all used to create the world that we're in because the world seems to be very dark and very twisted and kind of falling into chaos a little bit in terms of what they're going through um, as we're going to get into. Like, but overall, like, yeah, it's definitely a good story. Overall, it's a, it's a definitely, I'd say, worth checking out. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely intrigued. Yes, yeah, keep, I would say that's a good. That's a really good word to use. I'm intrigued to keep going. Like it's like it, it done what a first volume or like what you would say like a first issue is meant to do of a mm-hmm. series. Same with like this, like a first volume of a series like this. It's intrigued me enough to pick up volume two. Like yeah. I, I want to see where the story goes from here. It's left off in a good place. I'm like I don't know where they're taking it. There it was again. Is that gamer grind thing keeps popping up? Is it? It's a gamer grind logo. Weird. Are they lurking in our streamlabs? It's like boop. Yeah. It's weird because it's like it's like the sponsored up there. 
but it's like it almost like it jumps to the full size of the screen and then it like goes away and i'm like okay yeah, that's, that's weird i don't know what's going on it's like it's maybe a glitch with the system or something but anyway sorry like i've, I've finally kind of getting to the bottom of what's going on there but but yeah let's delve into chew then so we get introduced to like to tony chew and right away we kind of like jump into who he is and his powers like we're not even like a slightly put into that hey yeah. pt stress how is it going thank you for popping in just in time we're getting into our book for today and uh, let me do another quick shout out for him while we're talking but like yeah so from right off in the get-go let me make sure i capitalize stuff this time because apparently that's a thing <laughs> we find out his powers and um, yep. I don't know if this is something that is in other stuff. I don't know this word beyond this comic, but he's called a sibopath. Yeah. Um, he's sibopathic, which basically means that... Well, let me just say the description for here is probably the best thing. Because uh, they say, like, meet Tony Chu. Tony Chu is almost always hungry and almost never eats. Tony Chu is sibopathic. That means he can take a bite of an apple and he gets a feeling in his head about what tree it grew from, what pesticides were used in the crop, and where it was harvested. Or he could eat a hamburger and flash onto something else entirely. Yeah. And it shows pictures of like him watching like the cow getting like slaughtered and stuff like that and he yeah. experiences that. Um and weirdly enough, the only thing that it doesn't happen with for some reason is beets. It's like beetroot. So is this Dwight Schrute? I was gonna say it's like that is the same shrewd takes over the world. <laughs> um but yeah, so basically it's eating beetroots is the only thing that doesn't affect him in that way. He hates beetroot, but he finds himself eating a lot of it to avoid any of the extra, yeah, like side effects. Yeah, no problem for the shout out, PT stress. Uh, doing well. Hope you guys are doing well. We are doing awesome. Good to see you. Glad you guys are able to pop in and hang out with us today. Um. So yeah. So it starts off simple. Like we start off issue one is really a setup issue. Like he is a he's a cop. He's on a stakeout with his partner. They're picking up supplies. All this stuff. I will say this as well. Like. This comic has got some really gross moments in it as well. Yeah. Like, even like, to the get-go with a partner, like, he's really rude to this, like, um, to this employee who's getting him food, and so we see him, yeah. like, spitting in the food. We see somebody at a burger place later, like, picking his nose to put it on a burger to someone yeah. who's treating, like, crap, and there's yeah. some there's some really, really dis gross. gross, disgusting moments to this where you just kind of go, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not even like a, like, oh my goodness, that's going to make me throw up. It's literally just, ugh. It's like what my, what my wife said when she saw it after I shaved my face. Exactly. Ugh. It's that exact same reaction. <laughs> it's like, that lets you know the level of Nitro without a, without a beard. Um... Uh, one thing I did want to call out before we get into it, I'm sorry, Cross, is mm. uh, so I think it's really cool that um, the lead in this comic is a, is an Asian dude. Because yeah. like, I don't I don't I don't feel like you you don't see that really a whole lot in comics at all actually, um, and I, I feel like that's something that need, we need to call out. I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool to see like that involvement in there and to see other representation you know to mm -hmm. see a lead like that which is something that i think the indie comic scene is pretty good at is trying to include that representation a bit more mm -hmm. but yeah tony shoes the thing i like about it is the fact of like he's an asian character but that's like where it stops like yeah they don't go over the top in the fact of like how asian he is it's like it's just yeah. like he's asian let's get on yeah. with the story exactly and I, I like that it's like because it shouldn't be a big deal it should just be something that happens you know yeah his race isn't the isn't the main point it's just a 
it's just the background That's although i'm not gonna lie i do have to ask how much was he made asian just so they could name the comic chew and then have his I last know. name be chew c-h-u yeah i know I like, that's a really cool wordplay though I like, it's a really great wordplay but part of me is like that is that why you made him asian or is that just a coincidence you were going to make him asian and you went with that and um, <clears throat> so these two guys him and his partner colby are on a stakeout <clears throat> you start off the story it looks like they're on a drug bust it looks like they're trying to catch this drug dealing place you know they've got the the goggles on the heat seeking goggles trying to like read people coming out with bags and little things mm-hmm. And you find it very quickly that they're not... The illegal substance isn't what you think it is. You find it very quickly that it's not drugs. It's yeah. chicken. chicken. Which I didn't get at first. I was like, why do they have chicken in these bags? <laughs> yeah, like, but that's the thing. When you get dropped in this world, they don't explain it right away yeah. what's going on. Like, Because you see like the woman sneaking out and she's got a few pieces. And then you actually see um, Chu's brother. Yeah. Which I'm like... His name is well. A whole bag of it. Which I love the fact that his name is Chow Chu. Yeah. Like really, that's the name we went with for the character <laughs> Chow Chu. <laughs> um. Yeah, as you eat chicken, which would be illegal in this world, PT. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he comes out like bags of it. Like so, like he's scanning and he's got like bags loaded. His <laughs> his his brother, who's a chef, by the way. Um. His brother's a chef and works with food, so like, Colby tries. To- so Chu actually wants to go and freaking like bust him and his partner's telling him uh, like don't do it it's your brother it's not worth it yeah and apparently his brother's doing this because we see like his TV show and um, he used to be a have his own TV show and basically he went off in one about the fact of like this bird flu epidemic that's being that's taking place that had put a a halt to the selling of chicken and all this sort of stuff is all fake it's all manufactured by the government and like wow this is hitting home a little too close right now I'm not going to lie of people (laughs) talking about a pandemic hitting the world and killing people and people saying that it's fake I'm like okay this is skirting the line a little bit to real life (laughs) this is hitting a bit close to home Um, so his partner basically his partner is stopping him he's like you don't want to do this it's your brother Mm -hmm. you're not taking him in yeah, I like your. That's not going to go well. And then, like, they see uh, what's I don't even know what the guy's name. I'm trying to look at the page, but they see some like some like chicken kingpin like walking in there to like do his buy, and they're like, "That's who we need to hit. Someone like that. Someone to bust." So, so they get ready. They get geared up to go in and bust this place for selling illegal chicken. And that's when we get our first introduction to Savoy. Yes. To Mason Savoy, possibly one of my favorite characters in this whole thing. <laughs> like, who works for the FDA, the Food um, and Drug Administration. Let me. Here's how he speaks. I can't explain how eloquent he is. Let me put it across. This yeah. is the introduction. He introduces his name. But um, he says, On the contrary, my esteemed constables, you won't be doing anything of the sort. And they basically go off of him telling him what. And he says, I'm afraid you're. Erstwell Quarry, one Mr. Deshaun Berry, perhaps better known by his colourful urban's sobriquet, D-Bear, has entered into an arrangement with the United States Food and Drug Administration. In exchange for information supplied by Mr. Berry, we are allowing him to continue his enterprise unmolested. And I must insist you fine law enforcement officers do the same. I'm going I'm to be honest, Cross. I like the character so much better when it's read in your voice. <laughs> 
His voice actually probably isn't that far from mine because, like, I'm very sure that he's Irish. Yeah, I was gonna say because he seems like yeah because he speaks in a very eloquent way. He's definitely not American. Yeah, but he also says "top of the morning" to you quite a lot. Yeah, like when he greets Chu a few times later throughout the book, and um, he says "top of the morning" and then like he calls him "lad," and I'm like, that's definitely very Irish. Like, yeah, it's Irish or Scottish, and Scots don't say "top of the morning," so mm-hmm. it's. <laughs> So basically, they're not allowed to go in here and bust <clears throat> because they're basically told this guy's working with the FDA. Yeah. So he actually basically convinces them to go in and gives them the passwords to go in so they can actually have chicken. Mm-hmm. And they decide to take him up in the offer to come in and actually make mm-hmm. eat chicken. So like Colby's all happy. He's excited. He gets um, chicken soup. Uh, no, he doesn't. Sorry. He gets chicken with mashed potatoes and like Chew orders the soup because yeah, he's browbeaten by Colby. Yeah, he won't. He won't be allowed to order something basic and plain that won't have a lot to it. So he ends up eating yeah. the chicken soup, and he takes his first mouthful. I love. That's my favorite page in the entire volume. I love it. And it hits him, and you can see all the little pages of what is actually the opening page. You see a lot of the glimpses of him cutting up stuff and putting in a yeah. pot. What the chef did. And it turns out, and he's like, and he literally just goes, Pam Whitaker, hitchhiker, 17 year old runaway. It starts going into these girls and their backstories. Mm-hmm. And Colby's like, What in the heck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, He's killing people. He's killing them and putting them in the food. Yeah. So they go into the kitchen to make the bus. Like, he, his partner's aware of his ability and that he's sympathetic like it's it's very weird like it's not like he keeps it quiet there seems to be a thing of like people seem to know around him mm-hmm. but it's also not widespread because later on we find out there's only three known sympathists in the world yeah um but yeah so they bust into the kitchen and um, looking for whatever the name of the guy is tracy lee the guy who's in the cooking and um, because chew got all the information basically from that eating and his partner gets a freaking butcher knife to the side of the head, just it's launched at him. Of the face. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. <clears throat> but yeah. Out of nowhere. Goes down. And then as Chu goes to help him, he says, go after him. So Chu goes after him, runs him down in the alleyway. And basically he's asking him, like, tell me where they are. Tell me where the bodies of these girls are. And he starts rattling off the names that he knows and the guy starts freaking out. Of like how do you know all of this stuff yeah and he's like he says he's gonna he basically threatens him with a knife and then goes and cuts his own throat because mm-hmm. he refuses to go back to jail and he bleeds out Chu completely enraged trying to get these names decides that's not enough I need to find yeah. these names and literally kneels down on the guy and starts eating them yeah starts taking open throat starts taking bites out of him because he'll have his memories he'll get the hint of his memories who he was where he was and literally finds all the bodies knows where they are all hidden and finds all of them yeah which of course gets him commended and also in trouble with his superior mm-hmm. um, his police chief because basically there's a whole bunch of people wanting in internal affairs wanting to work out how did you find all of this out all this information and why the heck were you eating yeah the corpse of a murderer when we came up you were biting his neck why was that it's like so there's questions here that don't line up and then all of a sudden we get savoy comes in 
Um, Savoy comes in and basically congratulates him on his discovery. Um, and basically that they've made a discovery as well now and they want him to come and work with them at the FDA the Food and Drug Administration special office which is like the highest level of government at this point because of mm-hmm. you know the bird flu and all the stuff that's happening so Savoy takes him under his wing and makes him Agent Chew yeah and that's that's issue one that's you get that's how you get thrown into this it's a lot in issue one that's yeah. issue one but at the same time it doesn't feel like a lot when you're reading no, it like no, you go I think through it's paced it. very well it's paced really well and you go straight into it so he ends up going off for there so what were you feeling after <clears throat> issue one then what did you think after reading that and getting a, a pretty good dive into Tony Chu and his world I thought it was really cool like I'm not a huge like detective tropey type fan of like story fan yeah. but um, so like when it first started I'm like oh okay I get where this is going and then it was like the post-apocalyptic <clears throat> non-chicken having environment <laughs> and then he's able to do what he does I thought it was a really cool twist on that genre and by the end I was like okay yeah like you said I'm intrigued I want to see what happens yeah there, it seems to do that a lot with this like it's very much a cop based sort of drama to it Yeah. and they start doing a lot of the old cop tropes like you have the, the the supervisor that yells you down. Oh, the supervisor. He that's what got me right away was the supervisor. I hate that trope, and I'm like, okay, it's just a supervisor to get on top of him. Like, yeah, it's almost boring to me at this point. Like, because it's not a story worthy. Because either he's going to hate him but really like him, but he can't stop writing him, or he's going to come round in the end and they're going to be okay. And because that's what happens. Yeah, and it's like, but it also turned it on its head a few times because like you literally have him and Chew going at each other. Yeah, to the point like of he like, was getting ready to hit him. Yeah, like, he almost hit him and Savoy stops him, and it's like, and the two of them are, like, barking at each other and screaming and stuff. To the point of, like, at first when you start seeing them interacting, like, I, I would have thought Savoy was the superior. Mm-hmm. And, like, Apple was another one on the level of two. Like, literally yeah. the way that they're going at each other, and he's allowed to go at them. Um, but, yeah, so, like, issue one, I think, was a really interesting step into the world. It definitely opened stuff up to setting things up we found out about the bird flu we found out about the epidemic you find out later that like 23 million i think it is in the u.s died hundreds of million have died around the world because of it so it's caused the stop of selling there's a lot of people who are militant about the fact of like the government's making it up and they start going crazy about it and we start to see the power of the fda and learn a bit about savoy you know who is probably one of the most intriguing characters in this I would agree. Just the way he carries himself, it's very cool done. Um, an introduction as well, like with Colby and Chew, like I thought it was really cool. And then like Colby gets like knifed in the face. So, yeah, and he's sidelined for the rest of the volume, which that was kind of disappointing to me. I was like, I want to, I want to know more about that. Even though I felt like Colby was a little one dimensional, but he didn't have a lot to be fleshed out. Well, yeah, he didn't get a lot to flesh out yet. And it's that thing of like, well, now Chew's working for the FDA, so is that character just gone now? Are we ever going to yeah. see Colby again? You know. Yeah. It's, there is one cool bit towards the end. I'm, I'm not like ruining it or anything like that, but mm. there's one cool bit towards the end. Where, oh yeah, guys. By the way, for uh, this, there's, we're going into full spoilers for this. By the way, yeah, we're going into all five issues of this. So like, if you do not want this spoiled, then go. Hey, Sonor's Priya in the chat. How are you doing, sir? Good to see you. Thank you for popping in. But yeah, for true, we're going into full spoilers for this. This is a a book club, an indie comic book club. So we're reviewing and talking about the book as a whole which means going into full spoils for anyone who is thinking of picking it up go ahead and um check it out 
But yeah, so sorry, this, I don't want to cut you off. No, right? no, you're good. You're good. Uh, there's this cool bit um, of uh, one of the I forgot which volume it was, but he's in he's in uh, Colby's hospital room, and Colby is obviously all bandaged up, like you can't see his face, and he's like literally pouring his heart out to him about this case that he's working on. And at, towards the end, the dude's like, and it's like gruesome details that he's telling him. Yeah, he's gonna and tell all the, these <laughs> details. Towards the end, the dude's like. Hey man, I don't know who you are, but you're really freaking me out. <laughs> and he was in the wrong room. I, I thought that was really funny. That was really awesome. I did really enjoy it. See, that's the thing as well. Like, Chew does have some really funny dark humor moments like that. Yes. Yeah. And it's like it does them really well, and it. I think that's the thing of like you. Everything works well for it. You just have to get into the world. Yeah. You have to be willing to delve into the world, and it is as gross and disgusting and sepia-toned world. You know, it's like yeah. you need to be. If you can get into that, everything else kind of makes sense. I feel like gritty is used a lot, but I feel like that would be an appropriate adjective for this book. I, I definitely would say gritty is the right word. Oh yeah, absolutely. This is definitely <clears throat> one that I would consider gritty like in every sense of it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so we delve into chapter two. We get our introduction to the horrible person that works at McBeefy's, the fast Ugh. food place. And this gross, disgusting, privileged Daniel. kid who gets a woman literally asking for another burger because she doesn't take cheese on her burger and he put cheese on it um, and he basically goes to stick a big snot ball on it and when he lifts the burger up there's a finger Yeah. so that gets sent to the FDA to be checked out and Tony Chu is basically given a whole massive list of murder cases that they've gotten um, from like going back 8 years I think it is it says so like he has to basically start reviewing these and going over them and we see with meet mike appleby the supervisor who hates him because he's a supervisor because that's what happens in cop drama supervisors hate their yeah. their underlings um i don't know if it's because he's ju he judges them because he's sympathetic and um, because we find it but we find out as well in this issue that um savoy is also sympathetic he's one of the yeah. two and he's one of the two that are well the only two that work for them and the only third one they say is like some guy in Russia who's really mm -hmm. not nice not worth getting to know I mean he yeah. definitely made some disparaging comments about his ability his sympathetic ability and yeah. like when he's berating him basically yeah there is almost like a scene like that and we find later on as well when he goes to check out some evidence like the guy in the in the evidence locker like says to him and like talks to him about the freaks that work up there and like that if you're mm -hmm. in special cases you must have at least met one of them until he clicks that oh you probably are one of them <laughs> um, it's like there seems to be a real prejudice against them and their ability because basically they're, they're seen as cannibals Yeah. because they solve these cases and do stuff they usually have to eat something and it usually means eating bits of the person mm -hmm. to get their memory so like they're really looked down upon um, so yeah but he berates them he tosses out like his beet salad that he's got for lunch and stuff Yeah. Uh, he gives them like the finger from McBeefy's yeah. and basically gets up in his face about the fact of like that okay you're gonna take a bite out of that and tell us what we need yeah. to know and we've had it for like four days yeah so it's like and fresh. guess how old it was before then you know it's and so the two of them start getting up in each other's face and Savoy like I'm not gonna lie there was a point I think it was either this issue or the next issue I started asking the question if Savoy was real really because literally I was looking at like their interaction and nobody else seemed to interact with Savoy hmm not really, that. like in the fighting and stuff, like he gets into fights and stuff, but like apart, 
it wasn't until I flicked back and like see where like the supervisor and Chu yell at each other he's speaking to Savoy and that was yeah. what told me he's really there but apart from that they, oh, he yeah. never You're addresses right. him he yeah, never he speaks to him and I was like at first I was like is he real is this like some guy in his head or something is this going to be some weird twist I don't know why I thought of that but I'm like it kind of hit me mm. I think partly as well because we never see although he tells us he's sympathetic and he even says he'll take he'll eat the finger if Chu's uncomfortable with it mm-hmm. we never see him do it until the very end you don't see him but there are hints that he's done it there's hints that he's done there's it visual clues but we never actually see him do it true Sure. So like I was kind of wondering, is he sympathetic or is there something else going on with that as well? Turns out like I'm definitely in one division mode of like reading into stuff that isn't there because he totally is sympathetic and totally does yeah. have the ability. But yeah, basically he says to you like we've got an amazing ability here to help mm-hmm. and an amazing way to help these people. If you're honestly uncomfortable, I'll do it. But this is part of our job, and he says, "No, I'll do it. It's my job." And he bites it and he gets all the stuff from him that he's Evan Pepper. He was a, a health inspector, and he basically stumbled upon like these illegal crates of chicken and stuff. And basically, the yakuza had taken his finger off. Yeah. And mailed it. So like he got all of that. He confirmed all of that stuff only for their supervisor to then tell him, yeah, that's what the the fingerprint and the DNA report told us too. It's like you made me eat this finger, and you already knew this stuff. Yeah, and it's like that, and again, it, the trope. Yeah, and that's the thing of like that makes him like fly off the handle and almost hit him, and Savoy literally catches him. Which I love the fact in that shot as well. We literally see um, Savoy's how big he is. Yeah, like his hand could literally engulf like his upper yeah, body. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, and he tells him like it's not worth it. You know, it's not worth it to do that, and he's really got it in for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it's interesting. I think that was the thing I liked. Though, like, I hate the trope of the supervisor doing all that stuff, but I love the fact that we've seen Chu actually arguing with him and actually going to throw a punch at him because, like, oh, so Chu's not like the guy that's going to just take it and get on with it until he comes out and he's own. Like, no, he's like, I'm done with this crap already. Yeah, he's not a complete pushover, <laughs> which I I liked because it's a it's a slight flip on it. Yeah. Um, but they split up. Um, and he goes, Chu goes to make beefies, and Savoy goes to I think it's the apartment. Mm-hmm. of Evan Peters to see if he can get some information. Um, Chu, I love in this scene. This is awesome. Did you say Evan Peters? Yeah. Is it ever, I thought it was Evan Peppers. Isn't Evan Peters the dude who plays Pietro? Oh yeah, Evan Pepper. Sorry. <laughs> I get mixed up. I, ke- mode, dude. <laughs> I, like, I literally kept um, doing that Like when I was reading this. I kept saying it's Evan Pepper. I couldn't Pepper. let that go, man. I'm so sorry. I don't no, correct thank people, you. But no, thank you for out. catching me. It's, like, it's Evan Pepper. <laughs> Evan Pepper. Um, so yeah, we go to McBeefies. Um, and he has to deal with the kid who's basically this arrogant thing. My dad's a lawyer and I know all this stuff. And he says, oh, you yeah. FDA guys are a whole load of BS and all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Da, 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 gets up in his face. And we also get to see Chu kind of like fall in love a little bit as he sees a beautiful woman who we'll find out more about her later. But he kind of like sees her and goes, yeah, yeah. Her. The hearts emojis above his head. Like, yeah, like he goes happens. completely like out of there and. Uh, and the kid's basically like, so are we done then? And he's like, yeah, sure. And he like basically fakes a phone call. Well, he doesn't fake a phone call. He actually calls Savoy, but he fakes who, what he's saying on the phone. <laughs> basically telling them that we're getting, you know, strike teams to go and get this kid's family and kind of, and you know, <clears throat> and take them out just in case, you know, just to make sure. This kid starts freaking out. 
I like I love the fact he survives like that. You're just having fun with this, aren't you? So like you're having a good time. <laughs> um, he finds nothing, but the kid basically snaps and goes off. Uh, Evan Pepper's not been at his apartment for a while. Um, they find like his mail's been there for like the last two weeks. His um, pet dog is now dead. It's not been fed. It's basically starved to death. And um, so he's not been home for a while. So the kid at the at McBeefy's basically goes off and tells every sin he's done. Like basically, I think it was since like last weekend. So all this stuff he like says, but I don't know anything about the finger. He's <laughs> like, please don't have my family kill. He's like, I was never going to do that, you little moron. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so he takes him in the back to show him like this illegal chicken that they found, and it's one of the barrels that um, Evan Pepper had been looking at when the Yakuza caught him. So they find a link, and they basically go into this sushi place. Um, to get him all wired up, all mic'd up, get him to go in there. He goes a bit crazy again because he sees the woman walking in and out. Um, so he goes in and is like immediately found out. Immediately gets caught on his undercover because um, he mentions the name of the guy that he's meant to that's ahead of all of this stuff, but then also eats the sushi. And gets yeah. a flashback of just how old and out of date this sushi is, and they're like, "That's disgusting." It's like, yeah, the food's awful, so people don't come here. If you actually, we knew, don't want people to come here. If you actually knew the boss, you'd know that. So like, everybody pulls guns out on him. Everyone like pulls weapons on this guy, and it's like, which is like, I love the fact that then he decides the next best thing to do is go. The name's Chew FDA, and they're like, and then pull out his weapon. <laughs> which I'm like, yeah, that's going to stop him killing you. <clears throat> Uh, then Savoy comes in, absolute badass, through the window. Dude, this this right here. Yeah, like <laughs> so awesome. Through the window and just like he just takes them apart. Like Savoy yeah. is insane, how good he is. Like he dismantles all these guys. Which yeah, literally, it's all the guys. Chew like hits nobody. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they go later and Chew's kind of like, but. We didn't solve the case. It's like Applebee's going to be like so mad at us, and he says like we'll keep dealing with it tomorrow. Funnily enough, you know it usually takes longer than a day to solve a case. So go home and rest, and until then we've got all these people arrested that were part of this organization. It's like I'm pretty sure that'll put a smile on his face until then. Yeah, you know. And he says enjoy this because it's not a job with it. Very many happy endings. And then the issue ends with um, basically the head of that organization finding out his whole franchise has been shut down. Yeah. And puts he out bear. a hit on um, Tony Chu. One million dollars. <clears throat> All right. So, what did you think of that so far then? What did you think going into chapter two? Or, well, yeah, chapter two, because it goes by chapters. I thought it was cool. You know, the continuation from from the first one uh you got to see a little more Savoy, which was really cool and you got to see what Savoy was actually capable of yeah which was awesome yeah that's the issue i really started to like Savoy. i think i think he's a really cool character i think he's really well written really well designed really yeah it's a good um compliment to tony chu's character just the differences between them mm-hmm. you know and yeah i feel like tony chu's <clears throat> a bit of a spaz sometimes and mm-hmm. and Savoy is just calm and collected except when he doesn't have to be yeah yeah, that's it. Like, so always very kind of calm, very handleless. Like, Tony Chu's very, you know, small fuse, very goes off if he has yeah. to. And 
very, I think his partner even mentioned it like right at the start, he's very by the book, very do things a certain way. Yeah. Um, which can also get him in trouble for it as well. Um, so we jump into chapter three, which is the one that we talked about of um, talking to Colby, or at least he thinks yeah. he's talking to Colby and it turns so out at the end of it. Thing. That's yeah, the like, scene, he's in there just pouring his guts out to this poor guy in the hospital room who ends up not actually being Colby. Yeah, it's not actually him. <laughs> um, so we actually find out more about um, Chew's fancy woman that he liked. Um, what is it? Amelia Mintz. Um, and yeah. Amelia Mintz is a a writer who writes a food blog or a food article in the newspaper. Um, and she writes it. She's called... Okay, I'm probably going to mispronounce this word. She's Sabo Scrivener. Yeah. I don't think these I are think actual. <clears throat> I don't think these are actual things in like comic book worlds. I think these are literally made up for Chew. Yeah. And um, but she's Sabo Scrivener, which basically means that she is able to write so well. She's able to write so well that the the stuff that she's writing about people are actually able to experience the taste yeah. of the food, and that's what's made her like a really popular, really famous like blogger or um, writer because she's able to do this stuff so well yeah that people actually like experience the taste and the food um, but the issue actually kicks off with the fact of that she's apparently I don't know if it's getting bored at her job or getting fed up with her job or whatever but she started writing about like less you know appealing places and she actually writes about this place that's so bad that when people are reading it they basically vomit as if they've eaten that food yeah, that's disgusting. So all these people in the street reading the newspaper just start throwing up, start vomiting <laughs> all over the place. Um, so, yeah, that's an interesting power. It's never one I've heard of or even thought of before. Well, one thing that's cool <clears throat> is, like, I feel like it's setting the stage for a universe of really unique abilities. Yeah. You've already introduced two, right? I feel like, you know, as the, as the comic progresses, I'll introduce more, so... Yeah, it's definitely interesting in the world, and it's it's interesting as well. Like, it's very much a food based comic. Oh, Even yeah, the absolutely. powers that we've got are very food based. <clears throat> Everything's very food based. Like Set that. in restaurants. Yeah, yeah. Um, but one of the things we find out from Chew as well, he eventually does read the article. Um, basically, or he reads articles from her to check out her stuff because his boss Applebee's is mad at him, mm-hmm. or is mad because he read the paper with her article from that morning and he throws mm-hmm. up as well. And he basically wants Chu to go down there and get her fired, get her arrested, do whatever he can yeah. to remove her. So to catch and up on this stuff, like Chu reads all of her articles and all her food stuff, and falls even deeper in love. Yeah, because he obviously can't eat that stuff because he'll figure out where it came from and he'll see everything attached to it. So he just lives vicariously, basically, through her writing. Well, yeah, because her writing makes it feel like he is eating the meal and he is enjoying yeah. it. And he's like, and this is the first time I've been able to feel like I'm eating something without. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All my logos are going crazy. By the way, I'm seeing all these logos I, I on the screen. That. What is going on with this? It doesn't. I know. It's like, it doesn't do it on the other one. It doesn't do it on like our actual podcast one. I mean, it just changed back over to our podcast one if it keeps doing it because like it's getting. It's really there's a few of them doing it now. And it's really taking me out of this. And I can beatbox if you want me to. Just please don't. Me. Please don't. <laughs> I mean, I can, but. Um, but basically yeah he's living vicariously through her and he's getting to experience and getting to experience the taste of these things without the after effect which he's yeah. never had um, obviously apart from eating beets um, 
This is also going on while they're still doing the whole look into Evan Pepper, while they're still trying to find out what's going on with that, because that case mm. is still ongoing. Um, so yeah, it's like he goes to see her and he's like, he's he's infuriated almost at the fact though, that he has to try and get her fired. Yeah. Um, he gets down to there, to the building, gets down there to speak to her and finds this massive crowd. Yeah. Outside. Well, everybody has vomit on their shirt. Yeah, outside of the office, but all these people that have thrown up and all these people that are mad because of the reading the paper and all this stuff. Um, and the security guard basically telling them nobody's getting in. Uh, Carson saying, such a cool dynamic with the food writer and Chew. It seems like, yeah, it's a really interesting dynamic and mm-hmm. a really intriguing way to kind of connect them. Um, we do get a hint of a guy who's standing there who wants to speak to her because he's mm-hmm. found something that he thinks is a really strange fruit. But he's not yeah, entirely like sure what it is. What's in the box? Which is like yeah. he's almost like a he has too much dialogue to be a throwaway character at that point. Yeah. That well, they you think, call back to him at the end of that. It, well, it they call back to him at the end, but even before we got to that, I was like, Yeah, something's gonna happen with him because like it could be a throwaway character just kinda there doing stuff. But yeah. like, there's way too much dialogue with him. Agreed. Um then we get these terrorists food terrorists that are dressed like french mimes almost yeah i don't know and who basically show up and want to speak to them and basically shoot the security guard in the face and go up those are the guys yeah so they want to speak to the editor of the magazine and stuff and so chu goes up and meets amelia and he is very suave or at least he thinks he's being very suave. I love this. This caught me off guard when this happened. Hey, Jackhoff33, thank you so much for coming in and following. Welcome to the Comic Clan. Welcome in and thank you so much for that. Um, so yeah, so like he's talking to her and being very suave, talking about how reading her stuff has changed his life and mm-hmm. how amazing he thinks she is and would love to talk to him about her, his ability over dinner. Yeah. And you see her even getting up and talking about the electricity between them and they start making out. And then, like, he literally, if you can see his mumbling. Mumble, FDA. That's, that's what he actually said. Yeah, so, like, so that's, that's what he's actually saying to her when he thinks he's being suave. And she's like, I, I couldn't make out any of that. I think he might have said FDA. Um, so he's getting really nervous, really having to try and speak up to it. And then crap hits the fan and these terrorists go off. These people who think that the, the bird flu is all... Let me do that. We are egg. Yeah. EGG. Uh, we believe the fascist government of the United States of America is lying to you about the cause of the bird flu. We believe the government poultry prohibition is illegal and unconstitutional. We believe people should be free to eat whatever animals they choose. Why we believe this is outlined in our copious and persuasive detail in Egg's 75-page manifesto. Everything you were told about the bird flu and American chicken prohibition is a lie. That's uh, slightly familiar. Yeah. And for Sinner's Prayer, drink up. I don't. I have literally like a sip of ice cold coffee, but this is for yeah. you. Yeah, jug. Um, so, yeah, so egg, as are known as, um, basically are it becomes a big running theme in this book and it's like we, we kind of get into it more and more in this volume mm. and it's obviously setting it up for more to come that there's a big group of people that think the bird flu epidemic was made up 
Yeah. They think the uh, the chicken prohibition that's stopping people from eating poultry. There's something else behind it. There's nothing wrong with the birds. There's just all other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're very heavily hinting at that being a big running theme for this and it does um, from what I'm aware it does come back quite heavily in the rest of the series like that's the big um, kind of point for it yeah um, so basically they're like they're trying to get the paper to print the manifesto and put it out or they're going to kill the editor in chief of course Tony Chu steps forward gets into a standoff with the guy and basically telling him it's like you need to let the editor go and he's yeah. like you know and he's brought friends his other guys like come up to him with guns they've all got guns at their head and they're like they're going to print it he's like not going to happen and it's like we could just make a statement by killing an FDA agent and then Amelia's the one that steps forward and says that no one's going to do the shooting and they make the joke of like what are you going to talk us out of this and they're like you think you're going to talk us out of this and she goes I do and she starts reading her article. Thank you for the stretch, Isaac. Oh, I need that. Oh, my bag is actually oh, that's so good. tight. That's good. That's good stuff. I'm glad I put that channel redeem point in yeah. there now. But yeah, so she basically reads her article from that morning. But it's the unedited version. Mm. It's the version she was told. Before she was, turned in the, the cleaner version that made everybody throw up. Yeah, it's, like, it's the first draft, which was way way worse yeah and it says that it's like the draft before she toned down the description of the rancid meat spoiled dairy products and the taste of live maggots fried rat and boiled roaches so of course as she's reading that out everyone the guy starts to get sick starts to convulse and then they all throw up and that's how she basically stops them she makes them too ill to actually keep going which I love, I love the picture of them vomiting on Chew. Yeah, I was going to say. And him just being in love with her. Like, I love that image. I love the random cig- uh, this If you guys got to see if we got to see it, you got to see it. But I love the cigarette. Just the random cigarette up top. <laughs> it's still lit. Um, so, yeah, so they come in to basically arrest the guys. Um, Appleby, you know, actually looked pleased until they got into a fight with um, Chew because he never got Amelia fired. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Even though like they just caught these guys and she helped. Um she was gone by the time he wanted to talk to her. He tried to go to her apartment to go see her and she was already gone and basically Pretty. left left a note basically saying she might be back in a month, maybe six months, maybe never. Yeah. And that's it, she was gone and we get an image of her flying off with the dude who had the fruit that was wanting to speak to her. Yeah, so that's, that's yeah, gonna yeah, you got it. So I don't know how that's going to play out. That doesn't come up in the rest of the volume, but that's something that's obviously going to come back later. Um. So yeah. So then he goes like, "So what am I supposed to do now?" And he's like, "Please, Mister, I don't know." Huh? Who are you? Why are you telling me this? You're freaking me out. One thing is that guy who's not Colby, but the guy, the other Vanish guy, his name is Escarol, or Escarol or whatever, which is a type of like lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> which I, lo- I love all the food names and the food puns yeah, and stuff like that uh, so he goes in to see Colby actually finds his room and he asks him like oh is there anything oh. new with the FDA and he says no nothing new dude I didn't, I didn't think about that I'm sorry I'm totally derailing so Savoy is a cabbage Colby obviously cheese his mm-hmm. partner cheese 
I never realized all the food names. Wow. I'm, I'm yeah, really look, the food it. names throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Like, literally, they're all food names. But some of them are like, they're not food names that you, would, that you would automatically like notice that they're food names. Yeah. Like some of them, you're like, oh yeah, that could be a name. So then we get to the interesting issue. <laughs> issue four is when things just went all insane. Off the rail. Like, it's, it's been pretty crazy so far. Like, the first three issues are they're pretty insane. It's the most out-there story. Like, we've got a chicken prohibition taking place because of a bird flu epidemic that might not have happened. People can eat people and see their memories. You know, it's like... So when we tell you this issue starts to go crazy, trust me, it goes crazy. <laughs> and it starts with them... Um, it starts with them um, going to look at the body of a dead senator. I am Senator not... David Hamantaschen, which again is a pastry. Hamantaschen, is that it? I kept reading that, like, I'm not going to be able to pronounce that on stream. Like, I'm going to completely get that wrong. Like, it's Hamantaschen. a Jewish pastry, apparently. I just actually just looked it up. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I'm not surprised that it's a food because, like, that's the kind of the puns we're going for in the this book. This is so cool. I, I didn't even realize that, that all this happened through here. Um, so, yeah, so, like, Chew meets Savoy there. They go in to check him out. Um,. And they basically, the reason they've been called then is like basically the senator died with a whole copious amounts of alcohol and drugs in his system, but he also died with about a pound of half-digested chicken <laughs> in his gut. So, um, so they have to go check it out and investigate what's going on with this because they don't know where he got it from. They get in there to go and review the body and find out he has already been cremated. Um, even though... Savoy said, I called ahead and told you not to do that, not to molest the body until we got here. Yeah. And like and basically we get another sign of the the prejudice towards Sibapath people because like she's basically thinks what they do is an abomination and she wasn't gonna let them do that to him. And she basically gives them the urn with his ashes and says, Do whatever you want with them. This next it's to which Savoy says, Yeah, you can show the pictures of this, the Yeah. The fan. It's like that. So here's him with Savoy. <laughs> Savoy says, "I can do what I want with them, eh?" <laughs> and basically pours them out in front of an on fan, and they end up covered. Which I just like to point out, by the way, I love the fact that Chu looks exactly the same. Yes. Like, because I love the fact you can see it. if you look on the next page and he's licking his lips, you can see him like wiping it away, and there's a slight color change. Yes. Of him licking away like some of the ash. But like he doesn't look that different when it hits him. I'm like his skin tone is so white pale, and so yeah, yeah. like pale muted that it doesn't look different with ash <laughs> on him at first. But um, so yeah, and Savoy asked him like, "So did you get a reading on it?" He's like, "What?" Like on on the ashes, did you get a reading on them? I'm, like, I'm sorry. Usually when you know someone pours out a you know like a cor- <laughs> you know like a cremated corpse into the room i, I usually to tend to close closed. my mouth you know it's like i don't tend to keep it open for that so he licks his lips um and we delve into the senator's mind which this is when we start getting some of the the hinted at sex stuff mm-hmm. which i've got to admit is done in a very nice artistic way yeah we're not going to show that one like they don't show stuff, <laughs> we're not going to show that one in camera because like even though they don't show stuff you know what they're doing and mm-hmm. uh, you can clearly tell it's him having intercourse with someone but because of the cremation, Savoy explains because of the cremation, everything you see is on fire. 
so you see like the woman with him but she's on fire he's on fire there's fire all around so it's very clear what's taking place but you don't see anything so i kind of like that artistic style of it it's really well done like you know what it is but like it's not a gratuitous yeah i love the fact as well that he says that like just even that as well like oh you can basically like you can taste the cremation almost is what he's saying like you, yeah you see the memory but it's hinted at because it, and you start to understand why he wanted a fresh body why mm-hmm. he didn't want the cremation to happen before they got there not just because it makes it harder for them but because it can affect things which i thought was a really interesting little twist um, but like he then sees stars in the sky as well and Savoy realises where they need to go alright on you go do this word the gardener oh what uh, where is it oh gardener oh shoot Kavashenia international telescope it's a joint like American Russian telescope and it's up in like is it the Antarctic but they've got a joint team up there, and apparently they've been watching this one planet, Altalus seven three eight, for like the last that two al- years. That also means sauerkraut, by the way. So you're literally word. googling everything as we go. I now am, that you actually, know this, literally as you've found us out, you're like, I'm going to go and Google all this <laughs> stuff to find out. Um, so basically, you find out there's something going on there because they've been basically watching this planet for two years. Like the the telescope there has not moved off this planet. So, for some reason, the senator went up there. You find out as Chew starts to go through the file that something's happening up there because, like, he went up there mm-hmm. to the guards, like, talking to them about their funding. Yeah. And, like, why would a senator make this massive journey? Like, they're literally flying into the Antarctic. Why would you make that journey if you didn't have to? Especially as a senator who's just approving their funding. Yeah. Um, so, he goes, also, he's been told not to use his phone. From the night before until they got on the plane by Savoy and um, to stop people tracking it which I love the fact he pulls the phone out by the way I love the joke on it the phone's called phony oh is it F-O-N- if you look at the top of the flip phone it's like F-O-N-Y dude that's hilarious it says phony which I love oh instead of Sony get it got it <laughs> which I like that's awesome um, but yeah so he goes on his phone because Savoy's like apparently passed out when he's trying to talk to the reports with him and Savoy closes his phone and basically tells him like he says what we're FDA we're allowed to look at that stuff this looks like that's two jokes the phone called phony I'm like yeah works on two levels Um, but um, yeah so basically Savoy tells him no yeah normally on a flight we would be allowed on our phone because we're FDA but under these circumstances like Applebee can track us and we don't want him connecting what's going on here until we've kind of got the evidence that we're looking for we don't want them to know who we're investigating and what we're looking into which is the first kind of hint of like there's something else going on here because I was like why Savoy not wanting to tell Appleby yeah like why would he want to know like there's 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 a bigger picture here that we don't know yet um, but Chew kind of goes okay fair enough and we find out that his brother is basically trying to get a hold of him, saying something's going on. You know, after he like leaves him a voice message, basically ripping him apart for being an FDA agent now. Because remember, his brother was the 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 chef that was taken off the air because of his views mm-hmm. um, against the chicken prohibition and the bird flu. So um, he then says to him, basically, there's people here from Montero. Um, 
you know, help. Which, of course, yeah. he's not able to do because he's away. They get off the plane in the Antarctic and get onto a helicopter to go deeper into the Antarctic. Um, Savoy and Chew get there and basically find a party house. Yeah. The Cirrhosis Club. Yeah, it's like it's... Because like, I'd say, like, it's... It's like they're having a massive, like, college party, but they just don't have people. Yeah. Like, it's, it's the aftermath. It's, it's like, you know those big gratuitous, like, college parties that you hear of, and, like, it's yeah. like the morning after. Like, there's yeah. stuff just everywhere. There's half-naked people lying all over the place, drunk and unconscious. They're all, yeah. like, doing their own thing. And he's like... It says, the guy even answers the door says, you hear the party? <laughs> he most absolutely are not. <laughs> Yeah, well, so, one of my favorite parts of that is they were like, "Yeah, we, it only takes like three million dollars to run this place." Yeah, thirty-four mil, million a year. So yeah, he goes. Be, the guy that let them in goes behind the bar and they follow him. And he says, "I guess it was only a matter of time for somebody figured it out." He says, "Like yeah, this gardener, whatever that word is, requires little less than three million dollars per year to operate, and they get like thirty-four million from the U.S. alone, not including the money they get from Russia as well." He's like, that's right. It's like, what's left over is more than anybody can spend. Even out here, we could buy anything we wanted. And after that, we got bored with anything we could imagine. Yeah. He's like, what about the work? Work? I literally pointed at a planet. <laughs> it's like, we've been pointed at a planet for the last two years. Like, the same planet. But no reason for it. You know, it's like, and the senator was basically the one paying them. You know, so the man who's who asks us to do that, the man that signs our paychecks, the senator, and it's like, okay. And he goes to show him like the files and stuff, and then a bomb goes off that he finds yeah. in the drawer. He finds dynamite in the drawer that goes off. Only for one of like the half naked Russian chicks to all of a sudden get up and have a machine gun in hand and starts like blasting. <laughs> it's like okay. It's like, okay, what happened? Um, you find another guy who's got a llama. I'm not going to ask what he's using the llama for. Yeah. I think I know, but I'm not going to say it. Um, I kind of... What I find interesting as well is, like, the Russians that are here, actually, like... I, I don't speak Russian, so I can't tell. Yeah. But, like, the dialogue's written out as if they're actually speaking Russian. It's not, like, the, like the little thing telling you they're speaking another language, but it's written in English. It's literally written out. Like, you have no idea what they're saying. Like, I have no idea what they're saying, but I was like, I'd be quite cool to check out and see if that is actually Russian. Um, I do need to actually I love, look at I love that. how the Russian women have stars on their shoulders, kind of like uh, the Winter Soldier. I just noticed that. Oh, yeah, so they do. I don't even notice that. Um, but, yeah, you see her and one of the Russian doctors kind of, like, talking. Chu pulls a gun on them, tells them to go down, like... She starts, like, rambling in Russian. He's like, I don't understand what they're saying. And Savoy goes, I do. And you see him, like, Savoy looking probably more animalistic than he's looked at this point. Yes, yes. If I can show him, like... So, it's very clear there that you can see that he's at least put his hand in that dude's brains and put it in his mouth. Yeah. That was the first, that was, like, the first thing of, like, seeing him be sympathetic where I realised my theory on that was wrong. Mm -hmm. But literally up to that point, he'd only ever said he was sympathetic. He'd never actually been seen eating anything. Yeah. That was the first moment where we actually see it of like he's actually eating something because which I love the fact that we find that it's not just about getting information, like he can literally take that guy's blood or eat part of him. 
and he sees everything he does, which means he also gains the knowledge of like being able to speak Russian because the guy could speak Russian. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And so he starts arguing with her. No idea what they're arguing about. All in Russian, apart from them saying they want the truth, and he goes, as do I. And it's like, apart from that, they just yell at each other in Russian. I'm going to try that then. Lock, lock saying Google Translate mobile app is live translation. Oh, yeah, camera. Like, yeah, I mean, actually need to try it. Um, but the Russian chick tells the other, the Russian scientist, basically, to do it. He does, and he presses a button and sets up a bomb. Mm-hmm. Blowing them up, which is hinted out that she survived. I don't know how. She was standing right next to him. But yeah. <clears throat> they did blow up, and then like she's basically said that she's wandering off into the cold Antarctic in nothing but like a bra and panties. Yep. And as, as I said to my wife, as like I told, as I was telling her about the book, and I said, and she's wearing a nice furry hat though, because you know that's where you lose most of your body heat is through the hat. So like it doesn't matter. She's in brand panties. She's fine. Absolutely. She, she, she'll survive. Bro, bro, bro. Bro, 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 bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So yeah, so voice says they'll send someone out to get the, to get her to pick it up. We'll get some of the juniors in. Then we get an interesting flash of something that's yes. definitely set up for something. We don't know what it is yet, but it's it's going to come back. So this goes to 24 years earlier on the planet that they were staring at, Altus, Altus 738. So we clearly see alien people going about their day and then something appears in the sky. It looks like it's writing above the sky. Um, it doesn't look like like in what that shot there. It looks like it's kind of a dome almost, mm-hmm. but I think it's just the bright lights because when you get to the bottom picture, it literally is just the writing you see. Yeah, and then it flips to tonight, so like twenty four years later, so the night that the place was shut down, and it's gone. Yeah, it looks like the planet exploded or something. Yeah, it's like the writing starts to grow and then this massive like shot of light happens. And then it's like if I can show it's like it's just it's gone. This flash happens and boom, it's gone. So I feel like this issue was very much uh, like the first three issues were getting you in the door for two. This is an issue of there's something bigger taking place here. Yeah. This world is much bigger than you think. Uh, Locke saying that hat is not just a fabulous fashion statement. It is not. It's, apparently it's life-saving. Because that's all she's waiting to do that. And then chapter 5, I love the fact that it even says at the bottom, like, after today, everything changes. Yeah. In chapter 5. So it says, this is Tony Hsu. He's the last sibopath and employee of the Special Crimes Division of the US FDA. A very special, special agent able to get psychic impressions from whatever he ingests. And as bad as things have been, they're about to get worse. After today, everything changes. So as much as like the last issue was kind of opening stuff up, like this one is like, okay, this is going to be the status quo going forward. Mm-hmm. So we get a little hint of what his day is going to look like. He gets beat with a gun. And someone gets shot and he gets sprayed with their blood. He has to eat a dead dog. And something happens to his ear. So, it's a rough day or two for him. Yeah. So, yeah, so this literally kicks off with a raid. FDA raid, uh, 
facility, we had a warehouse, then a whole bunch of people, whole gunfight starts off, by the time it's done, the agents come in, find a massive vault, and we see, it's hinted at later in this issue that this is the first sign of just how powerful a cyberpath that Tony Chu is, because he literally hits the guy, one of the guys who's mouthing off has got the code, he's like, I'm not going to tell you, F you, and they're like, he, um, he literally like dips his finger in his blood and licks it, and he's able to get the code for the yeah. vault. Like, just by tasting the blood, like, the guy doesn't have to be dead, he doesn't have to take a bite. <clears throat> and, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, and we get it later, I think, so boys, when it says it to him later, it says, like, just how powerful are you? And, but they make a massive bust, like, there is cages upon cages of chicken in this vault. Like, I love the fact that, like, they play this so straight as well. Yeah. I love the yeah. fact that chicken prohibition and the chicken is being, like, you know, handed out, like, drugs. Like, I love how straight they play it. It's so yeah. much fun with that. Um, inside the vault, they find his brother, um, who he frees. Um, they start going off at each other, too, basically saying, like, wait a minute. Were you here because you're trying to buy more black market chicken? And yeah. he's like, they kidnapped me. They thought I was you. <laughs> um, so boy kind of stops him and escorts Chu out so he can get debriefed by some of the junior agents. And Chu gets attacked, gets hit in the face with a gun, and one of the guys that's there was in the vault with everything. As he goes to kill him, Savoy jumps in the road, takes the gunshot, and then gets a shot off himself and kills the guy. Yeah, right yeah. in the face. <laughs> so afterwards, Savoy's getting bandaged up. Chu got a bit of a taste of the blood in his mouth and found realizes the guy was the guy that cut Evan Pepper's finger off. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, there's something else as well. There's like white flashes I'm seeing. <clears throat> it's like, but it's gone now. And he's like, let's go home, rest, go and, you know, he says, but I've got to go and write up the report and that's while it's still fresh. He's like, nothing's going to be changed, but you wait until the morning. Just yeah. go rest. So he heads home, goes to sleep. Then it's like, boom. The flashes start to hit him, and it's like, oh no, there's something else. Yeah. So we don't find out what it is yet, what he's gotten the picture of. So he then goes to the evidence lockup and to check on the case boxes for Evan Pepper. There's a crap ton of them. Um, so he pulls out one, he's like, what the heck's this one? There's a red box in the middle of all these white boxes. And find out it's uh, the dead dog that Savoy had found. It's been mm-hmm. like vacuum sealed to stop it decaying that's when we get our next hint of um, prejudice against Cyberpass as the guy starts going off it's like because he's like why the hell have you got a dead dog in here <laughs> and he's like, that's like we have to special keep special stuff like meat because yeah. of the freaks that work upstairs in the special cases you know so like, you must have heard about them you know the sick cannibal lefts it's like, you must have heard about them. Of course you have. You're in special crimes. You've probably even met a... Oh. Oh. <laughs> and it's like, out. It's like, out. So Tony, then of course, has to take a bite of the dead dog. Highlight of the career, I'm sure. And then it's like, it cuts to... It's like I don't know if it's the next day or if it's like later that day, but he's outside waiting for Savoy. And Savoy's just acting like normal, and he says... What are you doing out here? And he's like, waiting on you. It's like, and he goes into a whole big thing, like, waiting on me, like, 
as I said last night, it's not a serious injury. I'm going yeah. to be absolutely fine. I'm not in a, a position of where I need to be escorted to my office. I'm perfectly fine. And he's like, it's not that. And I love the fact that the next shot of Chu's face after he says it's not that doesn't have any dialogue at first. I know. I noticed that too. Which I'm like, that. so I'm like, it's almost like a you're left kind of wondering what's going on still. Yeah. I'm not sure why it was done in that way, but it's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to see if that style of like stuff kind of happens. Like the white flashes, like we don't see what he's thinking. We don't see what he says at that moment. I'm wondering if there's a reason for that. Mm hmm. Um, but Savoy like stops dead and is like what did you say and basically tells him you're under arrest yeah I wanted to give you the opportunity to turn yourself in but you're under arrest yeah and he's like he's basically trying to play it off as a joke he's like you must be joking like wait he's like it's not funny you know like, it's not funny but like she's like no you're under arrest for the murder of Evan Pepper you know and he's like I can't allow that smacks him with his massive meat hook hand And but even then, still tries to talk to him. Yeah, and says like maybe you know you're a little more clear-headed. It's like why would you think I did that? He's like I don't think I know. He's like what about the guy that we found last night, that disgruntled gentleman? He's like I thought you said he was the one that killed Evan Pepper. I said no, I never said that. I said he cut off his finger. Yeah, you killed him. And it's like he's like I saw it when I tasted the blood. It splashed in me when you blew the guy's brains out. But your blood was in there too. Yeah. Just a bit of it when you got shot. You know, it took me a while to figure out what it was. And he literally, he basically just comes clean at that point. It's like amazing. There could not have been more than a few drops of my blood mingled with all the rest. It was impressive enough that you could, that you got that vault code last night when you were determined to rescue your brother. Exactly how powerful are you, lad? It's like he's very aware that Tony yeah. is very powerful with his ability. He just doesn't know it. He's just not trained in it yet. And he basically says to him, but you're not even going to deny it? He's like, no. He's like, you said to eat a decomposing dog to confirm it. He's like, why would I deny it? You saw it. Yeah. I can't. You know what I mean? He's sympathetic as well. He knows, like, if you saw it, you know it's true. Mm -hmm. Why would I bother denying it? <clears throat> you know, and he starts to say again that you're under arrest, and he's like, you know, it's like what happened was unfortunate, but not unnecessary. Mm -hmm. You know, but your brother's right. The government is lying about the bird flu, and I intend to get to the truth no matter what, at any price. You know, so he starts going off at him about the death of him, and he said it was a calculated risk. You know, he says, talking about one life, and I'm talking about millions. Yeah. You know, it's like, so the two of them basically go at each other. Tony dies for his gun, but Savoy literally just jumps on him. His massive size just crushes him. Like, he's like, I mean, like, choose about the size of Savoy's arm. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, overall, he pins him, he smashes him into the ground and then bites off his ear. And I love the reason for this. Because he's like, dang, look, this job is the best way for me to get information. And he basically says, let me give you advice. Leave me alone. Yeah. And he tells him, I'm holding on to your ear. So if you come after me again, I'm going to make it into a nice soup. And he says, you've got a lot of family, don't you? But you come after me, I'm going to go after everyone you've ever cared about. Yeah. And I'm going to make them suffer. He says, goodbye forever. 
And then I love that we get like a little bit on Mace and Savoy. Like, kind of like what we've been getting with Chew, like a little blurb of him. We kind of get like one of those for Savoy to end the comic. Mm -hmm. So we find out that Savoy is actually going to be pretty much the main antagonist of the series. And I feel like this is hinting at there's different versions of psychopaths. Not psychopaths. What did I say? Psychopaths. Psychopath. Yeah. A psychopath, something totally different. Um, so it says, yeah, Mason is one of three known psychopaths in the world. That means he can take a bite of an apple, get a feeling in his head about what tree it grew from, what pesticides were used in the crop, and when it was harvested. Or he can take a bite of human flesh and learn many of the secrets of the person who wore that flesh. Which I'm like, I I don't think it's different levels of the ability. I think it's just the fact that Savoy is more trained. Mm, and his okay. ability Chu that is still sense. very new at his ability like because he even says that like you're powerful like you're powerful what you can glean from that stuff but yeah. but being untrained he's not at the level Savoy is Carson says bless you Nitro uh, thank you man I was trying not to I was trying to find <laughs> the mute button so I wouldn't sneeze on stream Um, but yeah and this is where we get a hint as well of the bird flu and what actually happened it says three years ago 23 million people in the united states and 116 million around the world the globe died as the result of what the government claimed was an avian flu mason savoy did not believe this to be true and made a vow to find out who or what was ultimately responsible no matter what the price as a result mason savoy is now on the run a hunted man because he made a critical error and underestimated his partner a powerful but inexperienced young psychopath named Tony Chu. Despite taking precautions, Savoy knows that his fate is now intertwined with Chu's, and there is only one possible outcome for the two of them. One will die, and the other will dine on the flesh of his enemy. That's a cool, that was a really cool ending. And that's literally the ending of Volume 1. So, like, that's one thing. Like, this is five issues. This is only five issues. Mm-hmm. This is fairly short. Like most graphic novels, are at least about six or seven. Yeah. This is five issues, and I feel like so much stuff happens. Oh yeah. So much information is out, but it doesn't feel overwhelming. No, like like we were saying earlier, I think it's paced really well. Like it it doesn't introduce a ton of characters, so I think it fleshes out the characters that we get. Yeah. Pretty well, that that need to be fleshed out. It fleshes them out, it hints at other characters, but we don't delve into them before we have to. Mm-hmm. It takes it's a very small kind of setting for it, but it also speaks to the bigger universe and that there's something more going on. Literally, the universe in this case, because talking about the other planet that they found and stuff. It's like there's so much stuff going on. But overall, like I really enjoyed this. Overall, I thought it was a really interesting uh, oh no, Carson, yeah, you missed it at the start. No, Chew is a completed series. Chew um, is 12 volumes to it, 60 issues. Um, the character of Tony Chew has came back a few times. Um, crossovers and the other works, I think other side stories, but the main story of Chew is complete. It completed a few years ago. Mm, so you okay. can go and get all 12 volumes of it, read the whole story. 12 volumes, that's crazy. It's only 60 issues. Mm, Five okay. issues, I think. So it's like you think, yeah, it's only 60 issues. Yeah. I mean, you think of some of the other stuff out there, like, you know, especially at Marvel and DC, like, 60 issues is nothing. Mm-hmm. You know? it's like, But that's the thing with Chew as well. Chew is a complete story. That's one of the things I do love about indie comics. 
is it's not an ongoing thing like it's done yes. yeah. the story is complete you know it's like so it's um well worth checking out i think i think i'm definitely going to be picking up volume two mm-hmm. i'm definitely going to be diving into this world i kind of want to see what happens i'm excited to see what happens now that we've got our main protagonist and our main yeah. antagonist and um, playing off of each other to see chu and savoy playing off of one another yeah um savoy like him turning is not something that shocks me i'm kind of shocked that it happened so quick i mean i expected the turn because like i said again it's another trope like the caught partner who turns on his partner mm-hmm. i'm surprised it happened in issue five yeah and, well, and i like how they gave us hints throughout but not like they didn't overdo it you know what i'm saying yeah there was hints that there's something else going on but you could easily have just pushed him aside and not thought about it yeah whereas at the same time it's like you know i don't know where the story is going going next like i know how it ends like i know the big finale to it all mm-hmm. but like I, I don't know what happens in volume two yeah I, I couldn't tell you what's coming up next i couldn't tell you how it plays out so i'm intrigued to see where it goes it's definitely one i want to go and check yeah I'd, I'd be definitely intrigued to see what happens so um so yeah i'm i'm overall intrigued i think the art style is very unique i think it definitely fits the style of the book i think because the book's meant to be very dark and gritty mm-hmm. uh there's definitely some humor to it some dark humor Um, i don't think it overshadows anything personally no no i don't think it always it fits, it fits the style of the yeah. art I don't think it always necessarily hits, but I don't think it overshadows anything in trying to be too funny in a dark world or anything. Um, I find Tony Chu a very intriguing character. Mm -hmm. I definitely want to know more about him. I feel like we didn't get a lot about him. He's probably less developed than some of the other characters to a certain extent. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Um, But I think that's good because it opens it up and it it means we're going at a slow pace for this and I'm okay with that. I want it to go at a slow pace. Um, I'm quite happy with it going slow pace. It was building up to something mm-hmm. yeah i liked it way more than i thought i would um just based on the art alone the story was was uh was very interesting uh and i would definitely be interested to see what happens next definitely man but yeah that's pretty much us for indie comic book club for two volume one unless there's any other stuff you wanted to add before we wrap up no i think that's it man i think we, we literally covered it from cover to cover so i think we're i think we're good yeah so i think i'm going to I think I'm going to put a vote out for the next one because I've kind of got two books that I'm between for us to do on Indie Comic Book Club. Our next one is probably going to be in May. We were talking about it. Um, oh, my night just popped. Um, our next one's going to be in May um, because March we've got a lot of stuff coming up, a lot of stuff to cover. We're going to be talking WandaVision. We've got stuff for Falcon Winter Soldier. We've got um, Zack Snyder's Justice League dropping. We've got all these other things to talk about. Um, so we're going to be doing that in March and then in April I am going to be 100% fully focused on the 12 hour stream every um, thing that I'm working on is going to be about getting that ready so I'm not going to really have time to deep dive into like a book for April so it's probably going to be we'll probably do it at the start of May like I won't push it off too far Um, I'll probably do it like maybe our next week in May or something and we are going to do either I think Invincible or um, Spencer and Locke so I think we are going to do either Invincible or um, no Locke and Spencer sorry I'm getting that back to front 
um, Invincible or Lock and Spencer and are going to be our books. Uh, yeah. Invincible, uh, I'm probably going to put it out to the chat and stuff and put it out to the comic clan what one they want to do. Um, Invincible is basically would be our first superhero story on the Indie Comic Book Club. It's uh, uh, probably the biggest known indie comic on superheroes. It's the biggest superhero that isn't Marvel or DC. Mm-hmm. Um, who is also getting his own TV show coming to Amazon this year. So um, that'd be worth checking out. And then um, the other one, uh, Lock and Spencer. Uh, basically, to pitch it, it's a grown-up grizzled detective again. But it's a grown-up grizzled detective of what happened if Calvin and Hobbes grew up uh-huh. in a film noir world of this grizzled cop with his like toy tiger that he thinks is actually his cop partner. That's awesome. Um, which that is just which is just a book that I really want to delve into. We'll maybe do Invincible just to kind of give a break from the cop thing because we just did Chew. Yeah. But Lock and Spencer is definitely one we're probably going to hit this year at some point. Um. But yeah, so yeah, coming up next week, uh, we will be back, and uh, we will be doing our review of One Division because One Division is going to finish that Friday. And um, so on Sunday we'll be doing our review of the whole series in preparation of what's coming next, what we think's happening in the MCU, what we thought of WandaVision as a whole, which I don't see it dropping the ball in the last episode. I've loved it so far. So, um, And then the following week, um, going into this next month, we are doing the podcast every other week. So that means the following Sunday, we will be jumping into some Apex Legends as well and doing some Apex right, Legends stream. Show because- our prowess. <clears throat> Apex prowess. Well, you've got two weeks to get some prowess then. <laughs> Which, you know, it's, it's a game. I have, one, I have like six kills with, with Revenant. Come on now. Nice, man. But yeah, we've been really enjoying that game. It's been a lot of fun. We are awful at it. But we've been really enjoying it. We've been getting some streams in. No competitive Tetris. No, lock. 100% not. Lock, if, if anyone doesn't know lock, I think last weekend and the weekend before was playing like Tetris 99. Oh, no thank you. Like that competitive Tetris game where you're playing against like 99 other players. Excuse me. And it's like, I've watched him do it and I'm like, lock it. How? How? I, I, I cannot keep up with that level. Like, I was never a big Tetris kid at the best of times, but I'm like, no. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you want to check out that, if that interests you, go and check out Dose and Air Acumen um, for lock if you're interested in checking out him doing more of that. But yeah, that was definitely not one of my. Uh, definitely not one of mine. Um, but yeah, it's like I'm. I, we've been enjoying Apex Legends, and we wanted the chance to play more of it on stream. Honestly, as well, we wanted to kind of take a little bit of pressure off ourselves because planning yeah. the podcast. Some weeks are very straightforward, like talking about One Division next week are very straightforward. Some of the other ones, like the Indie Comic Book Club or the. Uh, superhero um, square go things like that take a lot of, uh, we're playing it on PC yeah it is cross play though Locke, but we're playing it on PC um, but like yeah so like stuff like that takes a lot of effort to put in and it was just to kind of take a little bit of pressure off ourselves because I think we're establishing ourselves to a point now where we don't need to do it every single week the podcast mm-hmm. we can interchange it with other stuff as well as the fact of the Apex Legends streams have actually been some of our highest rated streams and biggest viewers people um, love seeing us get murdered so apparently screen. people have been really enjoying that so I want to keep doing that we're enjoying it people are enjoying watching that apparently so I mean I'm all for keeping that going um, but yeah but I think that's pretty much everything for the moment um, 
If you want to keep up with us, if you aren't already, go ahead and follow us online and join our Discord. Especially keep up there with the information on the 12-hour stream and all the stuff that's going to be getting posted there. And you, of course, can keep up with us on our YouTube channel where everything is archived. Or I don't have a quick button for this yet. Or you can go check out our podcasts where the first 10 issues of our podcast have been uploaded onto Spotify and onto Pocket Casts. So you want to catch up with some of our older episodes, they're now available to watch there and working on getting them in more places as well. So let us see who is live that we can go and raid. Let's do this. It's always like a toss-up on a Sunday who's actually live and who's actually doing stuff. Um, Who's up? Do-do-do. Possibly. Oh, Deadly Dill's streaming. We could go raid him. Anyone else? Uh, oh, Erect Dictator. She's actually streaming today. Let's see what she's doing. She was the one I shouted out on social media a couple of nights ago. Oh, she's actually playing some Among Us. Let me check something. I'm going to mute you for a sec. Yeah, she's playing Among Us. Let's go show her some love because she's been pretty cool. She's playing some Apex the other night. She's playing some Among Us now. So, uh, let me. Double check the spelling on that. Okay, so we're going to go give Erect Dictator some love. I will shout out that she is not um, necessarily a family-friendly streamer. Um, so just be aware of that going into it. But she's a really cool person. Was playing some Apex the other day, playing some other stuff. So we'd really love it if you guys could go and show her some love and check her stream out with us. Um, but yeah, keep up with us online. I will also be back tomorrow night, before I forget to mention that, with Monday Night Crossplay at 9 o'clock Eastern. And we'll be jumping back into Star Wars. So, but all of you have an absolutely amazing day. Love you guys.